party of the weekend i'm your host chris burnett and this is 10 drink minimum sponsored by the topo chico seltzer mm, yum 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 holly ann is here i am here are you though yes okay that's fair i'm in a great mood today okay that's good i'm yeah. glad i like your glasses oh thank you Cool. I, I don't wear the colorful ones that often. Oh. I'm still getting used to statement glasses. Oh, is that, trying to keep is, up. Is with that what they're called? I can't. I don't know. Uh, smiley's in the house. That's right. Our glasses games are, uh, are 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 very very good today. I almost wore the ones that make fun of you. <laughs> oh, today. that would be nice. Uh, <laughs> I do have my backup ones that make fun of you. Uh huh. And uh, from Duke City Championship Wrestling sitting in with us today is Thunder. How y'all doing tonight? Uh, I meant to get you like I was going to do the. The, you know, ACDC. Oh, yeah. Go. Would that have been fun? That would have been great. Yeah? Yeah. Welcome <clears throat> to the show. Uh, it's first time. Uh, so, big show next Saturday. Yes. You have a title, or not a title match, main event match. You and Hobo Hank versus uh, Charlie 50 and Phoenix. Yes. <sighs> kind of upset about what happened the last time. I mean... Charlie 50 came out, interrupted me, first and foremost. And you know I don't like that. No. Not a happy fan about that. Then he said, all of our cars ride low because all of our women are fat. <gasps> what? Rude. Yeah. <laughs> then he said, our parking sucked, which I don't care. It does suck. Sure. It's fair. Sure. Especially with this new back-end thing. It's a fair assessment. It's a fair assessment. Ferris, that uh, you got us on that one, but then he said, "Colorado green chili is superior to New Mexico green chili." Oh wow! So, so, so you're fighting for the honor of that. Do you feel the weight of that? Oh yeah, weight on my shoulders. <laughs> wow, I, I can't believe this. Guy. Are you gonna pile drive him through a table for that? Um, if there's a table available, we should, he's, we, he's, should we should. I mean, it's kind of wasteful. <laughs> it's kind of wasteful. We should take several Ziploc bags full of frozen green chili, and you can pile drive him through that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. You and know, it's funny. Someone from not New Mexico is like, why would you have green chili in, if frozen in a Ziploc bag? Uh, it's a New Mexico thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's you, a, would yeah. you would not it's understand. You would not understand. how you store it. Yeah. It is a staple here in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. sure we have to have it all year long. Um, uh, what I would like to say to this guy is our chili is hot and our women are hotter. Yeah. Also, we're not fat. We're thick. thick. With two C's. There you All go. thick. All yeah. thick. Nice. There you go. Yeah. And that's the answer. <laughs> I'm sure Colorado don't bag their chili. So. Yeah, well. They just well, because it sucks. Because you have to throw it in the trash. Meh, <laughs> 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 uh, So I have a little bit of a gripe about a, f- a food place again this week. <laughs> 
And, and I know, I get it, I get it. Stop People are, eating out. Okay. <laughs> this, I, I feel like this is a mind blower, and I want to know how you guys feel about it. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, I went to Sonic, and they were they had like seven things. They, they were like, we're out of seven things. And then one of them was tater tots, and then and if they're out of tater tots, why go to Sonic at that point? Right. And then the next week I went to Sonic, they also, they were still out of tater tots. And I'm like, and, and, and like, they're like, would you rather have fries? And I just can't imagine that philosophy like that's well, not a substitute yeah. potato so today i go to freddy's hamburgers Uh-oh. they come to the window after i've ordered and they said sorry we're out of mustard so we couldn't put any on your hamburger would you like some ketchup packets instead what <laughs> that's exactly how i felt like how was the answer to your out of mustard here have some ketchup instead it has a completely different taste profile. Absolutely, it is. I don't like ketchup, so I don't mind ketchup. I, you know what it is? Is I tried to make. Uh, well, I didn't try. I actually successfully made my own ketchup. Okay. But then my house smelled like ketchup mm-hmm. for like, I don't know, until I moved out. I don't know why and you would try to make your own ketchup. Were you freaked out by the amount of <laughs> sugar you have to put into yeah. it? Yes, it's uh, freakish. Let me tell you why I made my own ketchup. That's like saying I want to make oxygen. <laughs> like it's 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 there. You don't need uh, to make it. So my ex-husband, mm-hmm. he was a welder and he worked in factories. Oh. And he freaked me out about the ketchup. Uh, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to okay. say. No, 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 it's fine. But like gross. it just blew my brain out. They're like you're like, well, we don't have any mustard, so the good substitution immediately is ketchup. sugar packets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and it's like not having mustard is, especially since this Freddy's was across the parking lot from a grocery store. Right. Here's an easy situation. And they sell mustard usually in a big, like you can yeah. buy a big, like, you know, industrial, I hate using that word with food, an industrial <laughs> container of, you know, mustard. <laughs> like, yeah, just this, at the regular grocery you know, store. Like, you did can, did they, they not have mustard packets? That's the thing that I'm wondering. So I get my bag, I, I get home, and I, I I look in it, and there's like ten ketchup packets in there. Oh I'm like, I don't need extra ketchup. I just needed, <laughs> and I even told the lady, I was like, no, I, I I have mustard at home. I'll I'll put the mustard on the hamburger. It wasn't like I got home <laughs> and I put mustard on the hamburger and I went, well, this just isn't the same. It's mustard. <laughs> right. you know? I don't know. Uh, it was like like it, the being out of mustard kind of was shocking. But right. I, I didn't care. But for them to say, would you ha- would you like ketchup packets? I was like, why is that a substitution that yeah. you think? It's I don't know. not. It's not even close. I no. just couldn't believe you're out of mustard. Well, walk across the parking lot and buy some mustard for everybody. Yeah. You know, we know. ran out of that, of uh, Coco Lopez at work this, this, well, uh, this oh, week. Oh, no. Okay. Big and question. Big question. Sure. What is Coco Lopez? Ugh. Coco Lopez is a sweetened, uh, condensed oh. coconut thing. It's like that it's coconut use, cream. Yeah, mm. it's what you use uh, to make pina coladas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the point. We, as a liquor store, went to another liquor store to get Coco Lopez because yeah. we were out and people wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Who who here has has worked in a fast food uh, establishment? I've never worked. You've in never fast worked. Food. I worked okay. in a regular restaurant. That Question. We did that. When you ran out of something. Did you not just call the other ones and say, hey, can we buy some from you? Def- most definitely. You know, like if you're Sonic and you go, hey, we're out of tater tots at this mm-hmm. location and people are about to burn the place down. Can we come get some tater tots from you? Like that was weird to me. One time when I worked at IHOP, we ran out of syrup and we just 
walked over to Smith's and got, got some, some fucking syrup, syrup. Yeah. And poured it in the hot syrup thing. Every place I've ever worked at that was fast food, you would run out of something. And then they, you know, they would go yeah. to the grocery And everybody's like, well, you got to pay more. I'm like, yeah, but you shouldn't have fucking ran out. Yeah. You know? We had to buy a bunch of eggs and literally throw them in a car. No, we oh. were right across the parking lot, so we had to very carefully roll it in a grocery cart across <laughs> the parking lot. Uh, Fonzie Lafleur says, "No, you closed because the manager left." That's oh. a that's a very smiley answer right there. Well, I, I'm usually the manager that left. <laughs> like, where, where's he at? I'm at I'm at the store buying stuff. Oh my god, that we're out of. <laughs> uh, Fonzie will be also on the card Saturday for the Duke City Championship Wrestling. So, Thunder, how long have you been wrestling? Uh, 25 years in Jesus. December. What's your body like? My body? Yeah. It goes and comes. What's it What's it like getting up in the morning? Uh, getting up in the morning. Some days are hard and some days are easy. It oh. just depends. But <clears throat> I'll actually go to the orthopedic uh, therapy and that kind of helps out. So, Do you go to the doctor and they're just like... Jesus Christ, did you fall down some stairs? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I went actually to the doctor last week mm-hmm. to get my knee checked, and I just got so much arthritis in there. Oh, Jesus. It's, just, it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> just so everyone knows, there's probably a hum on the microphone. We have an AC running and a fan. It's 102 degrees outside. Oh, is that what's wrong with it outside? Yeah. It's a little 102. <laughs> and some so, thunder in the building. And some so thunder in the building. Kind of oh, oh I should have done like a... Th- ah, damn it. I'm, I wasn't thinking today. <laughs> uh, did you like that graphic I made where it had the little lightning oh, yeah. behind the thing? Definitely. I, I, you never said anything, so I was like, ah, maybe he didn't like it. <laughs> Chris needs validation sometimes. I know. Uh, so did you ever watch that behind the mat? Beyond the mat? Beyond the mat. Yes. Yeah. Where like, like, like you talking about that was like when, like when Terry Funk went to the doctor and the doctor's like, in this knee, uh, you have almost no cartilage and uh, severe arthritis. Um, I can't, uh, I can't see how you can walk on it. And he's like, what about the other knee? Uh, it's worse. It's or like I don't even remember. He says, I can't believe you can stand up. You know. And then the next scene is him doing a moonsault off the top turnbuckle because <laughs> Terry Funk was crazy as fuck. I will tell you, adrenaline is, mm. it's a hell of a drug. I'm telling you. I mean, it takes away all the pain. Yeah. I mean, when you get... Yeah. It's crazy, because, like, I get... For the the last DCCW show, was my first time to come through the curtain and Mm -hmm. go out to the ring. And it's a feeling like nothing I've ever, like, been a part of. It's pretty interesting. And, uh, yeah. And people, if you haven't bought a ticket for this Saturday... I don't even think Thunder knows this. There's some some surprises Mm, that we have for, for the audience. Oh. Our our big game. I mean, you know, you know. I mean, Thunder. He's he's worked for some big promotions throughout his life. We're just really trying to like make this like Albuquerque's promotion, and we want, you know, we want to keep up in the game, you know, and we want, you know, people to feel like they've got their money's worth when they leave, and it's it's also fun to do. It's like fun to have surprises. You know, is it bags of green chili to throw <laughs> at this guy? They're gonna rain from the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not frozen green chili. That could be super dangerous. It's just a sack. Some <laughs> wet, wet, floppy green chili. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Even our green chili is pretty hot. I'm, any sort of green chili throwing might be yeah. a little. Um, we'll do a we'll do a special match. It's a um, a green a green chili roasting match where we have the, the roaster <laughs> out there. We're just like churning it, and people are getting burned on it. Like, ah. That'd when, be fun. When I was in high school, uh, we my school, not me, because I was in marching band and we mm-hmm. weren't cool enough to do this, but 
uh, they threw tortillas at another high school. school. That that's like I've heard that story from many different people yeah. from many different schools, and I'm not saying it's it's. Yeah. I'm saying that it's happened many times. Oh yeah, and it's one of those. Uh, it was a little bit racist. I usually the precursor of it or the the post of it is, is yeah, someone threw a tortilla out on the court, and then there was a brawl. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, this time though, I will never forget it. Mm-hmm. We were waiting to march out onto the field for yeah. halftime and right before halftime it just started raining tortillas and we were like what that's amazing is that it's like the ecw where they started <laughs> throwing the chairs in the ring well when i was in high school like uh, our rival their uh, mascot was the coyote ah and uh we played against them and i think they beat us and they went to get on their bus and there was a dead coyote on the bus <laughs> oh, wow yeah. wow yeah somebody that's some burned, dedication somebody burned our um taxidermied bear oh and um like i'm not saying like lit it on fire yes oh and i was friends with the guy who did it because that did the burning yeah (laughs) uh he didn't go to our school obviously i like how that went from someone to this person i know yeah uh charles uh you know charles foster and i knew that he had done it so i've always i always have just had kind of questionable taste in friends like i just kind of hang out with the people who are fun and nice and uh one night we got really drunk and he disappeared for a while and um he set the bear on fire now here's i don't think it's ever funny to set i mean the bear's dead stuffed animals (laughs) on fire but i just thought it was a little bit ridiculous that Mm -hmm. the the school was acting like they had set an alive bear on fire whoever did this come forward oh my god they were grieving and Mm -hmm. then they um they had some foliage donated mm-hmm. to cover the burned. P- I don't know. It was that is probably <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. I I just remember laughing. Was there like class. a taxidermied bear outside of the the school? No, it was inside. Someone lit it on fire in the school. Yeah. Whoa, Jesus! Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's some hardcore was, shit. It was pretty hard. And then we got another bear donated to us, and I thought like you guys were so sad about this bear, and now you're just replacing him because he's a little right? bit uglier. And then they shoved him to, like, the back of the school. Oh. I like how there's someone with a that already has one. Yeah. Ready. Oh, I, you, I guess you guys could have the one that's in my living room. Tell me you like, didn't go to the richest school in the city without, without yeah. telling me you went or, to the school. Or, or, or Redneck, I guess. Yeah, it was also, I just thought the whole <laughs> yeah. thing was so weird. I came home, my dad was like, are you feeling okay about the bear? Because, you know. Oh, he, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, Dad, this is ridiculous, right? He goes, oh, thank God you feel that way. Because. Yeah. Schools, yeah. I don't know. I watched the whole show. I watch. I been watch this show called Title Town on uh, Netflix over the weekend, and maybe we'll get into it in the second hour. Uh, so, Thunder. Speaking of hardcore, <laughs> what's the craziest match you've ever been in? Uh, the Flaming Table match. You were where was this at? Uh, this was in El Paso, Texas. I think about. Of course, it was two thousand one. Okay, El Paso, uh, two thousand one. Two thousand. I like how you, it's like literally over 20 something years ago and you're like yeah el paso texas 2001 (laughs) never forget it never forget it i got a picture of me actually going through the table oh gosh and how burned did you get oh not not very much is it i mean does it kind of dissipate when you get slammed through it yeah okay it does um i guess we shouldn't give away all the you know yeah i was gonna give away some tricks but no it it burnt a little bit yeah you're on my face you know third degree burns (laughs) this is a lot of a lot of surgeries later no it's just that you're so tough that the fire was afraid of you right 
Sure. It just spread. It was like thunder. Nope. We're out of here. So, yeah. Man, El Paso. What is what is a move that you don't like to take? You know what? I Tiger Driver 91? Yeah. I, I can't say that. that Have you there's... seen all the controversy about this? Mm-mm. So the uh, in the Forbidden Door, AEW's Forbidden Door, Will Ospreay wrestled Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and he gave him a Tiger Driver 91. Oh, okay. And... Uh, I guess I should pull it up because Smiley probably has no idea what, the, what we're talking about. Yes, it's just me. Yeah, totally. Oh, well, Holly probably knows. Uh, I don't know if we can get a gif of it, but you you oh, okay. you, you double arm from behind and you lift them up and pile drive them down on their head. Uh, oh, no. And people are like, I can't believe you guys, uh, you know, like you guys did that maneuver. It's, you know, it's kind of no. There's a couple of like the vertebraker is also like a one that is known where it's like, ooh. Any kind of pile driver, really. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's got to be if it's the people who are, if you trust a person who's mm-hmm. given it, you're you're more comfortable with you know with the the final outcome. Yeah. Um, I mean, the worst move that I've ever taken was probably, I don't know if you remember the old Heart Foundation oh, yeah. finisher. Yeah. Um, get them up. Yeah. You get clothesline while I landed on my head. Oh. Um, with one of those, and I couldn't feel my legs for. Oh, about 10, 15 seconds. No shit. Yeah, so that was pretty scary. Um, How many concussions do you think you've had? Don't know. Countless. Yeah. Especially since, I mean, the last 10, 15 years, we don't really chair shot to the head anymore. Yeah. But my first 10, 15 years, that was the staple. Yeah, people got got really stupid with it. Mm Mm-hmm. WWE, and I, and I mean, I mean ECW. I mean, that's all ECW, right? Well, no, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, mm-hmm. then ECW. Where, like, back, you know, in the 70s and early 80s, you would take a chair shot to the back, right? Yeah. yeah. And then ECW's like, no, we're going to take a straight blast to the, the, the dome of the head, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you never hit with the top of the chair, right? No. No. And, yeah, and so... That probably was that era when they were taking chair shots. And, I mean, what was it? Like, the one match, Mick Foley was handcuffed, and he took, like, 15 shots to the head. Yeah. That was on Beyond the Mat, actually, yep. the, the same movie you're talking about. And he's <laughs> – I remember when they're stapling him up and stitching mm. him up, he's like, it better have looked good because, man, that, I'm, I'm sure you, he got demolished. Have you met him? Uh, Mick Foley? Yeah. A um, couple times. Yes. I've, I've actually met him, like, three times now. And uh, – I got to bring him up on stage when he did the thing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how much money that guy has, but I hope it's a lot. Because <laughs> like they have them, they had it. We they had it at the launch pad. Their green rooms upstairs. Poor guy. So I, I they're like, you want to go up and get him? And I'm like, of course. I mean, Jesus, you know, he's. And this was like this year was like the anniversary of the Hell in the Cell match, right? Yeah. Did you watch that? Did you watch the with him and the Undertaker? Mm-hmm. So him and the Undertaker, like, do you know about the the Hell in the Cell match where he got thrown from the? You've never seen oh. it. Yeah. Anyway, him and the Undertaker did a thing this year where they watched it together. Oh man! And anyway, so I, I go up the stairs to get him. Uh, I open the door and I'm like, "Hey, Mick, are you ready?" And he's like, "Oh, yep." He's like on his phone. He stands up, and of course, he's an old old wrestler, so he has a fanny pack on. <laughs> do you wear a fanny pack? I do wear. You a do. Pack, yes. It's a wrestler thing. They love fanny packs, even when it was like not popular to wear. I fanny think packs. it's a dude thing because yeah. hamster wears fanny packs. It, it's definitely a wrestler thing, though. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh. And so he 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 stands up and he's like, Ugh! and he gets up, 
And he's about to walk out the door, and he's like, oh, 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 hold on a second. And he reaches down into his, like, fanny pack, and he pulls out his teeth, and he puts them in, like, his whole bottom <laughs> row of teeth. And then uh, we walk out the room, and I go down the stairs, and I get to the bottom, and I turn, and he's still at the top, top of the stairs. And he literally, the only way I can explain it is he humpty dumpties. Like, he puts his left leg, and then he just kind of, like, rocks down the stairs while holding the rail. Because wow. he can't really m- bend or move his legs. And I'm just like, oh, you poor guy, dude. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Well, I mean, Pretty Mick bad. Foley was doing this when there was like, I mean, it was crazy. Well, and he, well, no, he made it crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying yeah. like, they, they, they mm-hmm. weren't worried about CTE. No, or <laughs> no, no, no. And like, even, even though they did, they didn't know about that stuff. They would come up to him, like the other wrestlers and the promoters, and they'd be like, "Mick, you don't, you need to stop doing this. like this is yeah. too, this is over the top, ridiculous." And and it and the, the other problem too is it because he became famous, it spurned this whole like generation, generation of people who do dumb shit, right? You know, have you seen Superhuman? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like that guy. Have you seen Superhuman? No. He's on like uh, uh, TikTok and all that. And he's all, he'll have like a, a, a I don't microwave. Know, microwave. <laughs> and then and then it'll be on top of like barbed wire. And he just like jumps off stuff onto things. Oh yeah. my God. And he takes his shirt off and he's all, and he's like a juggalo. I think he's a juggalo. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, hey, juggalos and juggalettes. <laughs> you know, you oh, never seen him? No, I need it. I'm oh. on the wrong side of TikTok. I think. It, it takes like 15 <laughs> seconds. Like, seriously, oh he just gosh. throws himself into Let's stuff. See. I have a feeling my son is going to be like, yeah. my son jumps <laughs> off of everything. He is fearless. Oh, He's. He Super rams human. into stuff, doesn't cry. I've never seen a little kid like that, like yeah. his age, not cry when they fall. Let's see if this is one of the ones. Oh, video. Not, oh. Let's see. That's him. Oh, this must be an early one. Look at this. And is this is this may not be one of the ones where he's. Oh, it is an early one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just ramming himself into a wall. That's not one of the ones I'm thinking about. But I anyway, was like, he, wow. He, crazy. No, no, he does. He does. <laughs> like kidding. he, he jumps off a trampoline. I don't know why. It's, oh, because it's. I didn't know TikTok had a, a website now. Screw TikTok. Uh, you know, I wasn't on it before, and now I'm just going to bypass it. Entirely. Anyway, he jumps off like a trampoline through things, shirtless. Wow! And it's funny because like everyone, like all these wrestlers, if you're a wrestler, you like know about him. Yeah. You're like, yeah, fuck him, he's crazy. So, how do you, here's always my question, and this goes back to uh, the Hardy Boys, because I mean, I feel like Jeff Hardy's like the same thing as Mick Foley. Yeah, like there was a match between the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. And it was a steel cage match. And at one point, they get outside the cage. And, like, Edge or Christian, I can't remember which one, is on the floor lying down. And Jeff Hardy is on top of the cage. And he flips off to land on one of them. And they move out of the way. And he lands flat on, you know, concrete. Oh, my God. My question is, like, they talked about that before. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, how do you get your mind in the spot where you're like, I've got to do a front flip off the top of a cage and I know I'm going to land flat on my back on the concrete? How do you put yourself in that mindset? <laughs> um, the passion of hearing, you know, the feeling you're talking about when yeah. you walked out? Yeah. You're doing that for that reaction yeah. from the crowd? Yeah. And two, you trust yourself and your muscle memory. 
Okay. Because training is nothing but muscle memory right. on falling and bumping. I don't know how falling. you train for that though. Um, once I mean, you can come to a training session. Oh no! And, and we can show you, <laughs> show you the bumps. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've taken slams on concrete, yeah. and I mean, it it does hurt. Yeah. Um, but not injured. There's a difference between injury and yeah. hurt. And most times you walk out. Well, yeah, you're, some pains. So. Like I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend, I was like. You know, the, it, it, there's an illusion that people don't catch. Everybody goes off the ropes the same way, mm-hmm. but people don't catch it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did you know that? Like, I did not know if, that. If you don't know to look for it, they all go off like the right way. Like oh. th- there's a cadence to it, right? There is. Yep. And like when you first start training, like they build up a callus like right here, mm-hmm. and like huh. the f- after the first week, it's all tore up like right here, right? Because oh, those okay. are like steel cables wrapped right. in rubber. Yeah. But it's really interesting. I don't know. I always hate when someone's like, "Oh, it's fake." So it's like it's like playing a guitar. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, my fingers." In, just in, a, in a way, for a little while. In a way, yeah. You build up calluses. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Funny story. The first time I ever met my trainer, um, I got introduced to him at work, and he had told me that he uh, pulled me aside and he's like, "You want to be a wrestler?" And I said, "Yes. Yeah. Like, it's my passion. I've always wanted to do this." And he's all, "Let me show you something." And he pulls down his muscle shirt right there, and he's all, yeah. "Look at this. Yeah. Touch it." And you could feel this. He's all your back gets calloused. Oh, that's how you. It's, per, it's a kind of a protectant on your skin that protects you. Yeah, kind wow. of a thin interesting. Layer. So that's crazy. Well, and also like I got to think like a lot of times they say when you're in a in an auto accident, the reason why you get hurt is because you like tense up. Mm-hmm. After a while of training, do you not when you go get slammed, do you stop tensing up and you stop tensing up and yeah. you just trust your uh, <clears throat> trust your memory muscle memory to yeah. to guide you to. To the right spot. Who who would when you you say you always want to be a wrestler? Who were your your heroes growing up? Uh, my number one hero obviously was Hulk Hogan when I was younger. Yeah, right. Obviously, and then once I started really enjoying it and getting into it, I started liking Macho Man and Shawn Michaels was my all time favorite. I feel like Shawn Michaels one of my all time favorites as well. I'm a Ric Flair Shawn Michaels guy. Mm-hmm. I love Macho Man. I feel like I feel like it was really interesting how. And, uh, and and tell me if, if your opinion is different than mine. Like, in the 80s, Hulk Hogan, everybody was like, holy crap. And then as time has gone on, people, like, don't look at Hulk Hogan quite the same way. Yes. Mm. But they look at, like, Macho Man more. Like, like I feel like Macho Man is, ref- you know, revered more now. Mm-hmm. There was Shawn Michaels. Everyone knew Shawn Michaels was great at wrestling. Not much great at, you know, being a good person backstage, probably, <laughs> but... Very documented. Well, the Macho Man had the Slim Jim commercials. Oh, <laughs> Everyone yeah. knew who he was. <laughs> Everyone he didn't knew know him. about wrestling. But, but it is even that, like uh, WrestleMania uh, three, mm-hmm. uh, Ricky Steamboat and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Like everybody's there to go see like Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. But if you took if you wa- if we sat and watched both those the, that match versus the Steamboat Macho Man, you and you didn't know who was who, you'd be like, well that. That Steamboat Macho Man was way better to watch because it was yeah. they, they stole the show. People got pissed, like Hogan and them yeah. were pissed because you know that's a thing that wrestlers try to do. They try to like steal the show, right? But then if you do it, the people who are like up above, they they get pissed. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. ha- have had that feeling. But here, here's like a yeah. here's the perspective. Like when you're a kid, you're personable, mm-hmm. right? You see the Hulk Hogan, yeah. you see the yeah. the crowd. You I see, was a huge. You see Hulk him on every commercial, right? Um, eat your prayers, yeah. take your yeah. vitamins, all that yeah. good stuff, right? But as you get older and progress, 
you start enjoying the wrestling yeah. part of it. Mm. And when you go back and look, you start respecting what those other guys did, oh, like yeah. Macho Man and Steamboat. Oh, yeah. And you go back and watch that, and you're like, wow, these guys were really, really good. Yeah. I just was involved in the luster when I was a kid, but when I got older, you started putting it in a different perspective, and right. you start respecting these wrestlers. Like, yeah. when I go back and I look, like Kurt Angle, I wasn't really a, oh, geez. a he huge was, fan God, he was at amazing. first. But man, now he, that I go back, he's he's unbelievable. The guy is one one of the greatest he, by far. Okay, I I'm torn between him and The Rock as two people who transitioned from another thing into wrestling more smoothly than any other people have ever done it. Because mm-hmm. like he came in, I remember when he came in, and not only was like he great at the actual pro wrestling part. He was fucking great at the sports. Like, the sports entertainment part, like, I could not believe how good Kurt Angle was at that. And, you know, the whole, like, when I remember, like, when he was a good guy and he he brought the milk truck down and I, I lost my shit when he's, like, spraying everybody down with milk truck, you know. <laughs> and, like, you know, because that's what is he drank milk because he was, you know, he was supposed to be a good dude. And uh, and then The Rock, like, God dang, man. He, you know, he didn't ha- he didn't pay his dues to yeah. speak because it was family. Right, but he but he was just so naturally good at professional wrestling. It it's like I think The Rock is just good no. at everything. Can we just? He has the one thing you can't teach people: yeah. charisma. He has the thing. He has it. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. can't it. make a good Disney movie. I tell you that. <laughs> no, oh, you stop it right now. Oh, okay. Moana is amazing. Oh yeah, and he's the best character in Moana. Yeah. Oh! Don't oh. you dare come in my house and that was say a, Moana. That, that was a Disney movie. Yes, I don't want I you coming. That was like DreamWorks. <gasps> next, next you're gonna come <gasps> at the Fast and Furious. Ooh. Oof! Oofta! I will I'm tell gonna... you, we call it it factor. That's yeah. what we call it in the back. Yeah, we call if you have it. You yeah. Have it. Some well, people have it. Some people don't. You'll see wrestlers that go out there and they could do every yeah. single move, and man, all these flips, yeah. turns, and they're awesome moves, but they don't have it. They and don't. You have to have it to captivate the, well, to right. get the crowd. And, and, and it's really interesting to me. Like, I grew up, I watched Jim, Pro- Jim Crockett promotions. Mm-hmm. I would watch WWF at the time, and, and it was fine. It just seemed a lot more silly, you know? But when me and my dad would turn on, you know, Ric Flair, the Road Warrior, I mean, Jesus Christ, the Road Warrior, like, if I saw the Road Warriors in person when I was a little kid, I would have fucking freaked out. <laughs> they were scary. And like and like they would boot people like they came out and they won they like their matches were like thirty five seconds long you right. know and then they would like scream into the camera and you're like oh my god they're gonna kill the the you know they kill the the Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard next week <laughs> you know and those matches though you would get like Dusty Rhodes like Dusty Rhodes was in the WWF but n- no one liked that yeah. Dusty Rhodes was Dusty Rhodes was the it factor guy. Because Dusty Rhodes came out, and it, and it was always kind of funny because my mom would be like, he's the American dream. He's oh, like yeah. 340 pounds, you know. <laughs> but Dusty Rhodes would come out, and you were like, this guy can beat anybody. I don't care what he looks like. Because he, yeah. he told you he was going to, and like he would get in front of the camera, and you were like, oh, God, yeah. he's coming. He's coming, you know. He's going to take down Ric Flair, you know. Captivated people. Captivating. And I, oh, sorry. Go, no, go for it. I think as a little girl, especially like growing up in the ninety like early nineties where I loved Hulk Hogan. Like I was a huge Hulkamaniac because he had the yellow and the red and he had these cool sunglasses mm-hmm. and 
He had a lot of accessories, which oh, was yeah. great the for boas. a girl. Yeah, I, I had so many boas. <laughs> but then it got kind of weird yeah. as a little girl because for some reason my parents, well, I know what the reason was, but they back then the female wrestlers were very sexualized and very oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and my parents were like, nope, we don't want you thinking that that's okay. And now I like what it is now. Yeah. I totally let our oldest watch, you know, the girls now because they're all about power mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they made that change. But yeah. at some point my parents made me stop watching because it just got to a point where they were like, eh. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things where in the 60s and 70s there was women's wrestling. Yeah. And Fabulous Moolah and uh, what was her name? Uh, Mae Young and Wendy Richter and Rockin' Robin and all those guys. They were pretty decent wrestlers, and some of them were attractive, and some of them right. weren't. And then the WWE went through that, like you know, late nineties, early two thousands, yeah. where you didn't have to be a good wrestler; you just had to be, you know, good looking. Well, and they had yeah. them in like lingerie, and yeah. they were like Brawn doing panties, inappropriate. Yeah. You know, my dad was like, ah, "I don't like it. I don't like that." Your dad didn't like it. Well, my dad liked it. He oh. didn't like that I <laughs> was watching it. I'm sure he watched it. But, by but see now it's kind of a they have to kind of have it both yeah and it's it's interesting it's very interesting to see that that you know evolution yes and, and I like that they show them now as being like strong women mm-hmm. who like support each other even though they're fighting each other right. I, I, it's still like very girl power well, kind of thing when I was at WrestleMania we went to WrestleMania this year. And one of the biggest matches, biggest pop, was uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. She could, she's, yeah. But uh, it was it was a great match. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, it, you know, it's evolved. And DCCW were, try, were working on getting, you know, women. We'll see. Maybe I could be Trailer Park Mama. <sighs> Trailer yeah. Park Mama. So you got to think of the demographic in the late 90s and mm-hmm. early 2000s from a oh, business yeah. a- aspect. Yeah. It oh, was yeah. uh, 18-year-olds to uh, 35-year-old yeah. males yep. were their primary like 80, right. 85% demographic. So that's where they veered it to. But then when John Cena and some of these popular wrestlers started coming around, that's when it got more kid-friendly. Right. Yeah. So they had to back it up. And they're like, okay, so our demographic yeah. right. went from like 85% to now right. 50%. So now we got to really tone right. it down. And well, and, and I think society as a whole has kind of changed yeah. their view on women and how we treat women and how we show kids mm-hmm. you know because i think for a long time we just didn't think about it no well you know i don't think they cared they yeah they, they were it, like we want the ratings it worked it worked for me yeah i had stopped watching <laughs> wrestling and then like i was a teenager and i started watching You're wrestling like, this again. is wrestling I was all, oh cool what is this now yeah. <laughs> it's not what i recall at all they yeah. have like storylines now and yeah i mean they always had story but, there's bra and panty matches okay no, i was I a 17 year old i yeah. was i was yeah. very i was like this is awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. you mean she's gonna rip her clothes off and throw them into the mud all right I'm like, all right i, I, I guess like, i'll watch this tonight. they're gonna roll around in jello what? but it they got me that, back yeah. into wrestling yeah like and it hasn't stopped i'm like it has evolved yeah but i've been well i, I think you started stopped. getting the litas and the trish stratuses and then they started evolving it you know and I think both Lita and Trish, well, they have both come back yeah. since. I mean, Lita's a great wrestler. I'm not going to take that from her. She's not a great person. <laughs> yeah. I've, me- had, I've met her. I like those wow. twins. Yeah. Um, the Bella twins? The Bella twins. Yeah. They had that show, and then that mm-hmm. kind of like... Skyrocketed Got it. me back in. I was like, oh, yeah. 
You're all drama. Drama. I love it. And then I, st- but then it got me to like pay attention. So yeah, that's cool. You know. And you got some good behind the scenes stories on those. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you seen some people in real and life. And you saw how hard those those women worked. Like yeah, it was a lot of work. Well, I think that's a lot of wrestling. It's like, you know, I've never. This is the first promotion I've ever worked with. I've always wanted to. I've always, you know, it's always been. I've never wanted to be a wrestler. Because, right. you know, I, I don't know. I'm, uh, by the time I thought it would be a good idea, I'm, I'm 48 now. It's yeah. a little too late. Uh, and people are like, no, no. I'm like, oh, yeah. No, it's never <laughs> too late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. But, like, these guys work hard, man. Yeah. These guys put in a lot of effort. Like, just putting the ring together is, is hard work. Yeah. It's huge. It's so heavy. It's ridiculous. And I feel like I, I went the first day with they set up the ring the first time. I was kind of sh- I knew kind of roundabout what it was made out of. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking made out of, like, iron and, and fucking wood, you know? There's padding on there, but they're landing on fucking iron and wood, you know? It's it's pretty impressive when you do that. And people are like, well, it's fake. I'm like, yeah, so is so is so are plays. So are movies. So is stand-up comedy. But they're not, but they're not flying off of something and landing through right. a table or plywood or... They're paying a stuntman to do on, that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So these guys are the stuntmen. Yeah. They're, they're paying one of me over here. Yeah. yeah. Smiley does some stunt work. Oh, wow. Nice. Throw so me through a wall. Throw we were talking about it earlier. You said you've, you've fallen on tax before. Yes. And it doesn't hurt when it happens because the adrenaline, but. Yeah. The adrenaline, yeah, it doesn't hurt when it happens. Um, there's been some instances you'll get a sting, like if it yeah. get one in the back of your head. Oh, God. Yeah. Oofda. Um, Ugh. I, I, I clearly remember there was one time, I think it was year or two ago i was in texas and i got slammed in some tax and i was on the outside and one of the fans picked one off of my arm oh god and they wanted to see if it was real and it stung and i'm all what are you doing and they they kind of just freaked out they they thought it was just mm-hmm. like they were gimmick tax like they you know. I, see, I would have never thought of that. Like, at all. like they were taking off a sticker. Yeah. All, oh, <laughs> I don't think I would ever think to pull something uh, off of somebody else, though. Yeah. No. Have you ever had a uh, like something go not the way you planned, and that pain sets off your temper a little bit while you're in the ring? Um. Well, someone's probably potatoed you a couple times. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had maybe one or two times, but I've in the whole 25 years, it's mm-hmm. been a lot of self-control. Yeah, yeah. you got to be professional, you know. Right. I mean, even if something does go wrong and yeah. uh, you trust that person, then you know that they, they didn't mean it. Right. It's when you know they meant it. that That's when there's there's has well, some conflict. Has in that ever ha- happened? And that has happened to me one time. Yeah. Wow. And just yeah. one time? Just one time. Wow. wow. And, and they, they call it like the, like the shooting, someone shooting yeah. on you. And I'm going to tell you what, that was the most uncomfortable I've ever seen a crowd in my life mm-hmm. because they were like, they were truly trembling at the fact that it, it got real. Well, you're, you're taking advantage of somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what happened? Um, it got real, and we were somebody was, was really hitting him. It was real punches oh. and real. I mean, it it was it was pretty intense. Yeah, wow. we still finished the match. We still got through it, but there was some real to it. Yeah. Oh my god. Was there like backstory? Like he, maybe he didn't like something you'd done, or? Uh, well, actually, you, 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 something you, happened at the beginning of the evening. Oh. In the back oh. locker room, uh-huh. and I didn't stick up for him like he thought I should have because oh. it was another wrestler, and. Because I agreed with the other Is this wrestler. Hobo Hank? 
No. Let's just say Hobo <laughs> Hank. This was Hobo Hank. Yeah, me Hobo and Hobo Hank, Hank, Hobo Hank was, fisticuffs. was shooting on you, and he was fucking laying <laughs> potatoes. See, when you said shooting on him, yeah. I thought this guy like pulled out a gun. Uh, I was like, oh, oh my no, no, God. No. So, so, wrestling, so wrestling goes all the way back to carnival days. Right. And Pro wrestling. And they, there was like, you know, there it, you know it's, it's not it's not real what they're right. doing in the ring but there were legitimate people called shooters oh. and shooters were usually like former greco-roman pro wrestlers and every uh every federation every territory federation had one shooter mm-hmm. and what they would do is is they would be like they would they would have like you know night of wrestling and they'd be like all right we're gonna ask someone to come from the crowd oh. and wrestle this guy and then they would fuck that person up from the crowd like they would legitimately fuck them up in the ring wow. to show people this is a real legitimate sport oh i see and uh so then you know some of those guys you know when they would get angry and they were like they were the guys that would go in the locker room and if if the the promoter was like hey this person you know was out of line put them in their place and the shooter would go in the locker room and you know Stretch them, oh. stretch them, or fuck them up, or whatever. Yeah, that's and crazy. so like nowadays when when there's a, uh, a a wrestling match and someone takes it serious and starts, they call it shooting. Oh, so and then like a potato is when you know someone's throwing punches or kicks and they do it for real. Oh. And then a receipt is when you give it back to them. Yes. Oh, I so, see. Yeah. See, the reason I ask this is yeah. so I'm a comedian, and obviously we don't get any kind of physicality, but. Um, I don't do roast anymore because oh, yeah. I participated in a roast and the beauty of a roast is generally if a roast is done correctly, it's friends. You're all yeah. mm-hmm. you're all friends, you all love each other and you know that person's not gonna go too far and you're not gonna go too far with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it's all out of love. Like you were saying, you mm-hmm. know, they don't mean it. And I had a guy get jealous because we had hooked up before oh. and he went too far mm. and then i lost my temper and i went too far sure. that, and it yeah. wasn't fun anymore yeah. and same thing with the crowd they were yeah. like <gasps> yeah <You laughs> which worked her, is not fun you worked yourself into a shoot that's what yeah. we call that's what we call it in yeah. wrestling you work yourself into a shoot yeah yeah and there's um, been and there's been like you know 20 or so like throughout history of like wrestling where they're like this turned into this you know? yeah yeah, yeah actually seen one this morning with Nia Jax and Charlotte. That's one. Yeah, that's, oh. that's actually one of them. Yeah. I was actually watching that one yeah. this morning uh, um, now that we're talking about it. There was one where uh, Anoki, is it Anoki? All Japan Wrestling? Mm-hmm. The, he was like wrestling this guy and, the, and he would like, you know, so the whole thing is, is like when you, you know, slam somebody, they're supposed to like act like it hurts. And when they don't, what do they call it? Uh, uh, no sell. No sell. And the guy kept no selling his like moves, and it like it it makes you look like you're weak, right? And so he f- fucked the dude up. Oh my god! Yeah, like you really, really put that, the beating on yeah, him. Really put a beating on him. Wow, I'm surprised that in 25 years that's only happened one yeah. time. Well, you know, I'm I'm pretty professional, right? Because I like to keep a good um, yeah. a good rapport with the promoters and all the sure. other wrestlers. You know, I just want to I I have respect for the business enough right. to not yeah. to not to have self control. For that not to happen right here's a here's a question and they, they always ask like the you know the, the wwe guys over that who who in a locker room have you ever seen that like was a legitimate like badass and you were like oh don't fuck with that dude he'll fuck you up for real 
Um, actually, my trainer, Animal, yeah. uh, uh, Ernest Animal Baca. He's, oh. I mean, he used to fight three or four guys at a time just for fun. Wow. He, he was no one to mess with. Wow. He was the dude that went into the bar, like, yeah. watch this. Exactly. Oh and gosh. I mean, he he was he was an animal. Yeah. And I think the Legion of Doom, mm-hmm. uh, their reputation is the same. Oh they, yeah, they were badasses for real. Before they were yeah. wrestlers, they were badasses. Yeah, they, they were they were wow. they were all bouncers, mm-hmm. and that's like someone saw one of them like working out, and then they went to the they'd all go out to the clubs, and yeah, they would throw dude literally throw dudes like I mean they were huge. Yeah, and then they would do it in the ring like <laughs> that, that's the thing like they they knew how to like wrestle like you know legitimately, but they would really go in the ring and kick people in the face and punch them like wow. They talk about it. They were very stiff. They're like yeah wow. yeah. They legit legend do, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like one of the, what do you think the, the the most legendary tag team in the history of all wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> the Road Warriors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I sure when I was a kid, I, I saw them in a magazine, and I was like, I just kept looking at the picture. I was like, Jesus, these are the <laughs> scariest dudes. I can't imagine them, you know. And then I started watching Jim. You know, was my grandmother watch it, and I saw them, and I was like, oh my. And then they did the the Doomsday Device, and I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah probably part of the reason I started watching wrestling I mean but it, it, it's you know people like characters like that in everybody's like well the, the match lasts 30 seconds I'm like yeah because there's that because sells their characters mm-hmm. they squash those dudes you know yeah. I don't know um, weirdly I got to meet it, it so the crazy thing too is is I've got to meet a lot of like people I've grown up with you know like cactus Jack McFoley uh, Jimmy Hart a lot who have you met that you were like grew up watching and you, you know you got to be in the locker room with? Uh, the one that stands out to me the most was Rey Mysterio. Mm. And I mean, is he little? Is uh, he really he's shorter than me? I saw him at WrestleMania, yeah. but yeah, he's little, but he's really thick. Yeah, and I will tell you, he is one of the nicest, most humble human beings I've ever met in my oh, life. Oh, that's cool. He went and he acknowledged every single wrestler, and th- this was in my younger years. I was about two two years in wow and he went and acknowledged and, t- and, and, and spoke aww. to every single and not just hey how you doing he actually had some real conversations with you and those are big prime years for him yeah and uh well he he was there and he's like i'm going to wwe next month oh wow this is my last indie match right no shit and we're like we've heard that from several wrestlers came and they're like we're going to wwe yeah. in a few months and and we've never seen them wow get there right well Sure enough, I get home two weeks mm-hmm. later. Raw, they sh- show the mask on yeah. the screen, right? And man, he was there, and the rest is history. He's probably yeah. one of the greatest ever, also. Oh yeah, okay. That at WrestleMania, like I don't know how well it came across on TV. I haven't watched it back. I haven't watched it on TV. I was just there, and so like his. So the big thing, right? The big rivalry going to WrestleMania was he was. He, so his son started wrestling Dominic. Mm. Now, early on in in his career in WWE. Him and uh, Eddie Guerrero had a big, you know, they went against each other. And, like, one of the big storylines was Eddie was like, I think your son Dominic is my son. You know, they did this whole whole thing, right? (laughs) And so Dominic came out when he was a little kid. He's like, you know, he's probably like 12 maybe. I don't know. So now Dominic has grown up, and he's a wrestler now. And the funny thing is, is he cuts his hair like Eddie Guerrero's hair. Oh, my gosh. And, And so he goes against his dad. Like, so he's like a villain now. And, like, when he first started, everybody was like, of course you got to go to the WWE because you're Rey Mysterio's son. And they were kind of, like, clowning him. So then now he's, like, turned heel, bad guy. And 
probably one of the best in WWE. Wow. Like they did this whole thing where he did something and he got arrested and he was in jail for like two hours. <laughs> but then he was like, I've changed. So jail has changed me. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you don't know. And then he's like got the tattoo now. Oh, like, I love it. So then at, so then at WrestleMania, Rey Mysterio comes out and he's like, he like flies out of the stage, runs down, he gets in the ring and they're all, and he, and, and his opponent, Dominic Mysterio in LA County backs up the fucking van into the <laughs> arena. They go and open the back and he's like handcuffed and they're getting him out of the fucking van. <laughs> and it's like, this is absolutely genius. And I even tweeted, I, I'd like to thank LA County for letting Rey Mysterio out so he could wrestle his dad at WrestleMania. I love it. <laughs> and I'm just like, this, this is why I like just the fun of it, you know? That has to be fun to do yeah. shit like that. And you know what's you know what's crazy about it? Um, you may think that he got his ride because of his yeah. father, and he didn't. He no, worked, he worked no. just as hard as everybody else. But that but that was what they kind of made it look like yeah. on and, purpose, I think. And he has it factor. So yeah. if you go watch anything now, yeah, he grabs a mic and they boo him out of the building yep. for at least ten minutes before he can speak. Yeah, he can't wow. even get a word out. So that right there tells you yep. he has it factor. It yeah. factor. You yeah. either you're either loved. Mm-hmm. Or you're hated. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. either is fine yeah. in wrestling, yeah. right? One of my one of my favorites. <laughs> heels of all. are important. Oh, oh more important looking, than the good guy. Yeah. You guys looking forward to the second seasons of Heels? Yes. Yeah. So one of my favorites, and ev- like he, the TV show Heels. There's a TV show. Oh yeah, Heel- I it, need it's to watch with it. uh, Steve Amell. Yeah. And uh, this season, CM Punk is going to be on so, more. Oh, yeah, and AJ, AJ, what's his wife's name? AJ Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite heels, and he got so much heat for this, was Ravishing Rick Rude. He came out every night, and he'd be like, he, you know, he'd come to the ring and he'd have his robe on, and you know, the the song was like super sexy, and he'd get in the ring and he'd be like, "I'm gonna need for all of you fat, out of shape, sweaty Albuquerque jackasses to shut your mouths oh while God. I take my robe off for the ladies," <laughs> and people would fucking like stab, like I'll try to stab him, you know. I would be scared to be a heel in Albuquerque. I'm oh, sorry. Albuquerque doesn't mess around. No, we don't. I'm going to tell you what. Uh, a few mm-hmm. years back, we had this show called Recarnation. Yeah. And Chris worked with us on this. Yeah. Uh, we did a promo yep. where I turned my back on my best friend, Hobo Hank. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh. Um, when I came out that night, I, 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 I got, I'm getting goosebumps right now because they were throwing trash at me. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you they know you made it as a heel when they're throwing trash yeah. at you. Oh, yeah. They, oh, my gosh. So, we're in this... We're, Vice is there filming. Oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah. I was there. So, Vice yeah, yeah, is there yeah. filming, and they have, like, really amazing equipment. And behind me is, like, the insane clown posse. Mm-hmm. I'm not, oh, I'm not yeah. making that up. No joke. Yeah, I was there. It, it, He's yeah, not making yeah. this up. And so, like, you're in the ring. You guys are wrestling. And at some point, someone from the ICP crowd picks up a folding chair, throws it yes. into the air, and it lands on you guys in the ring. Yeah. And everybody thought it was supposed to happen. wasn't supposed to happen. No. And when you, I think if you would have won that match, you might not have made it out of the building. No. It was fucking nuts. It was nuts in there. I yeah. remember that match. Yeah. I, it was the first time that I had gone... Since I was like a kid to yeah. go see Res, mm-hmm. and I was so excited to see like Hobo Hank and everything. Royal was there with us. Yeah, it's his birthday today. Happy oh, birthday, happy birthday, Royal! Happy birthday, Royal! Um, but I remember we were like, 
Is this the insane clown posse? Yeah. Like, was, not was, fans. They no. were Shaggy actual, Too Dope. Shaggy Too yeah. Dope was sitting behind us. Yes. Yeah. In every match, they were like, Mosh Pit, Mike. My, Mosh and I'm like, Pit. he's not wrestling in this match. And, and I was like. Oh, that's right. Mosh Pit. Yeah. Mike was there. Yeah. See, Mosh yeah. Pit, Mike, um, little people know that he's a bodyguard for insane right. clown posse. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So he goes on tour with them. Mm-hmm. So they were in the middle of a tour during that. Oh. Um, yeah, they were playing the next night, I think. They were playing the next night here in Albuquerque at the Sunshine, I believe. Yeah. And they end up going to the show because yeah. Mosh was. I mean, good on them for so. supporting him, mm-hmm. but also, like, let's not throw chairs. <laughs> well, so the funny thing, too, is, is like, so you guys are like, you know, like, Hobo was like, hey, I, I, I've got this thing. Will you help us out with it? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So the funny thing is, is like, you guys come over. And uh, were you there with us? I was not. No. I didn't make it to that one. I'm we, had, we, had a, we had a couple people in there, and we're in my little living room over on, on Rosemont. We have a green screen set up. We have lights set up. And, like, Joe gets up, and he, like, we film it. He cuts his promo. And we put, like, a, a background behind him. Like, I don't even remember what it was. And then and then he gets done, and then you go up, and we change the background. Mm-hmm. And then you record. And then, like... It makes it look like you guys are like doing separate videos and stuff, but it was like in the same. <laughs> it was like I was like, "This is amazing! I love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun." Uh, we got we we've got, we're coming to the end of the first hour. So uh, this Saturday, I cannot stress enough that you've got to get tickets. The almost the, all the ringside are gone. Yeah, there's still some stage ones left, which the stage thing I think is pretty cool. Yeah, if you if you haven't been. You can sit up on the stage next to where the wrestlers come out, and it's super cool. And so almost all the ringside's gone. There's still seating in front of the commentator's table, and there's still general admission. Get your tickets. It's Saturday. There's a very good chance that all the tickets could be sold, at least seats for sure. Yes. So you're going to fight Phoenix and Charlie 50. Do you have any words for them? Uh, Phoenix, Charlie 50, you better bring your A game because, you know, me and Hobo Hank have been up and down the road years and years and years. We've won several tag team championships, and we're, you know, we're like a – we're a good mold together, and, you know, we're hard to beat. So they, they better come. And they better not talk about our green chili either. Oh. You know, it, also, be careful about the lowrider talk, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't man. want – I've seen Boys in the Hood. I'm going to get shot now. Yeah, and you, y'all are going to be downtown, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Be careful right there. <laughs> Holly Ann, what you got going on? Uh, I already said happy birthday to Royal, but yet again, mm-hmm. so, uh, happy birthday to Royal. And if you are friends with him, send him a happy birthday message. Make him feel nervous and embarrassed. Um, I don't think he gets embarrassed. I don't think so either. I, he has no shame in no. the best way possible. Um, but speaking of Royal, on July 20th, it is Royal's 10-year anniversary, and mm. we have a great lineup at Dry Heat. It's me, Royal, Steph Darnell, and John Quayer is hosting. That's, that's a pretty good lineup. That's a really good lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can buy tickets, uh, I believe, on the Dry Heat website. They have a link for the Eventbrite. I will also post it on my Insta and my Facebook. Uh, also, Sorry to bring up TikTok, but I started talking about the history of None. comedy on my TikTok. I've done two episodes so far, and it's been pretty cool. And in the next couple of days, it's going to get even cooler. So please check it out on TikTok. It's Hollybird Comedy. Nice. Give me some likes. Maybe I can make some money from it. That'd be great. 
Um, and that's, you know, you can hear me here every mm-hmm. Sunday. Thunder, do you have anything else you want to promote besides DCCW? Um, well, to all my Facebook fans, especially in Lubbock, Texas, oh. we will be there um, July 22nd there also. And we're going to be on a, I think it's a tag team gauntlet. Battle Royale. I don't even know what that is. Oh, so wow. it's, oh it's I know what that is. Yeah. Just a series of tag teams going uh, at it, um, having a good time, uh, beating nice. each other up. And Are you going to stick around with us for the second hour? Um, I can. Sick. Smiley, got anything going on? I do not have anything going on right now. This uh, Saturday, I will be the commissioner and the commentator for Duke City Championship Wrestling. So come out and say hello to me, uh, especially if you're a fan of this show. If you don't like wrestling, come out and watch it. Check yeah. it out one time. I, I bet so, you'll be a fan. I had so many people who were like, I've never seen it live, and I always wanted to, and it came out, and it was everything I hoped it to be. Everybody really loves, uh, is it Happy? Yeah. People are like, I oh, had somebody I last love night. Happy. I love I saw someone last night, and they were like, I want to be Happy the Clown's manager. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and, and normally I'd be like, no. But it was a guy that I was like, wow, okay, because I know the guy. Yeah. And he's like a legendary punk rocker uh, in uh, Steve Island. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, he could, <laughs> if he dressed the certain, like, he, if he wore all the leather stuff that he wears and came out, I think it would be a pretty interesting, yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I was like, oh, my God. Most of the time I'd be like, yeah, okay. But I was actually like, oh, interesting. So, yeah, come out Saturday night. You, there's going to be, I'm not kidding. A couple of surprises. We're gonna we have a big announcement for the night of, and a big announcement for things that are coming. So it's all I'm gonna say on that. Thank you guys for watching. Add us on social media. Add us on Threads. Oh yeah, Threads. Threads. We'll talk about that in the we'll second. We'll talk about hour. yeah. We'll talk about Threads <laughs> in the <laughs> second <laughs> hour. Uh, we'll talk about it in the second hour. Don't let us forget to talk about it because uh, sometimes we take a break and go, and go pee and then forget about things. So don't let us forget. Stick around. We'll be back with that. We, we are, are 10, 10 Drink Metamom.
All it takes is 10 drink minimum. Uh, if you see my green shirt I'm actually wearing, it's uh, of the band Youngsville from Albuquerque. It still has, this, it has the tape on it, so where it says 2XL, because I was too crazy to take it off. But uh, that's the uh, Carlos the Tall, who's the lead singer of Youngsville, is uh, who did that theme song. And uh, I was at their show last night, and we had a little conversation about maybe redoing that song but with a full studio band and i went i'm up for that i mean i have to do nothing really right (laughs) (laughs) just enjoy it right yeah it is fun yeah to watch the evolution of our theme song yeah because i was i was just talking to uh hollyanne outside and Mm -hmm. i was watching all our uh anniversary shows oh yeah yeah last night and there's a progression okay of our like Theme song. Yeah. Uh, for, for people who don't know, well, first of all, I'm Chris Burnett. I'm the host of Tendrick Minimum, sponsored by Topo Chico Hard Seltzer. Um, this is Holly Ann Bird. Hello. And we have uh, Thunder from Duke City Championship Wrestling sitting in with us. And, of course, Smiley is here. The I'm ever, here as well. How are you doing tonight? I'm going to move this over. So this Friday is the 17th anniversary of Tendrick Minimum. That's crazy. 17 years. The evolution of the show. Smiley's talking about the evolution of uh, the the show of the the theme song. The theme song, yeah. Because the the very first one, I can remember. I can tell you this story. A guy named Justin McMurdo came over, and he plugged his guitar into my shitty volume board because it wasn't a soundboard; <laughs> it just did volume. And we recorded it, and we called it Ten Joint Minimum." And I don't know if I have that song, but it was just like, like it was like just him playing the guitar. And that was the first theme song for Ten Drake Minimum. Whoa. 17 years ago in Portales, New Mexico. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Not Taos, New Mexico. <laughs> Portales. Uh, there's actually a band in Albuquerque called Port Alice. Port Alice. From yes. Portales, New Mexico. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But um, that was the that was the original theme song, and it was called Ten Joint Minimum. And then <laughs> I think I and then I added like uh, there there was some at some point where I took a bunch of clips from like TV shows and stuff, and it was like the revolution will be televised. Da, 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 and then I added to that, and and then uh, I think it was that until I met Billy, and Billy did. He's done a couple different ones. And then we had a voiceover guy that I knew out of North Carolina do, like, uh, from deep in the heart of downtown, you're listening to 10 Drink Minimum with Chris, Billy, and Smile. Like, there would be all yep. that. and Yeah. I was always, like, infatuated. Like, there was an album that Nirvana, they, they put out post, uh, you know, Kurt Cobain dying. 
from the muddy banks of the Washkasaw uh, River. Yeah. So I always like to have like uh, from so when we when when we did the when I did the show down near Old Town, it was uh, from the muddy banks of the Rio Grande River. You're <laughs> listening to t- Ten Drink Minimum, you know. And it made it people think, and someone's like, well, you're not really by the Rio Grande River. And I'm like, well, we are. Yeah, we could walk over Kind of, you know? <laughs> and I mean, who people listening, you know, we had a worldwide audience, more of a worldwide audience then than we probably do now. I mean, I don't know. But like, I think the guy from England is supposed to come this month. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Speaking really? of that, yeah. I hope he brings more gin. Yeah. That gin he is asked, so He good. asked, and I was like, yeah, we still have the gin. But we, we've had a couple. We had a fan come from we've Australia. We've been treating it like it's our yeah. precious. Yeah, this is so good because <laughs> gin is rough. Gin is it usually is the disgusting. Smoothest gin I've ever had. Yeah, it's this amazing. Is yeah. So good. But uh, I'll never forget the yeah. first time you asked me to be a guest on the show, mm-hmm. and I told all my like friends that I was coming on the show. Well, I, well, I didn't like you because you dated the <laughs> magician guy. <laughs> And I hated him. <laughs> oh, I hated him, too. <laughs> By the time I came on the show, I hated yeah. him, too. Um, <laughs> I think that's why I was like, Actually, okay. I think that when I met you, that was when I started hating yeah. him. Anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, the first time I came on the show, I told all my friends, and a lot of my friends did not know that I had worked at a yeah. truck stop strip club as a bartender. Do you remember the Moriarty... <laughs> Yes, I do. Strip club, yeah. She worked there. I, oh, I wow. did. I was a bartender. Yeah, and I and would I, have to regularly jump over the bar to. I think people out. to be honest, that's like if it, I don't remember a lot of stuff we talk about on the shows. If I look back over the the history of this show, that story I remember probably more than anything. I'm like, oh wow. Well, and what was funny is my best friend Crystal was like, "Oh my god, I wasn't expecting yeah. you to like say it because it's such a jarring." J- but as soon as I said it, you guys were like, I'm sorry, what? You worked at the truck stop? Because <laughs> <laughs> we all knew where it was. We're all, oh, I've yeah. been there. I've yeah. been in very uncomfortable situations in that place. Me too. Well, like, uh, Moriarty's really known for, like, a couple of things. That truck stop, strip club, and then just fireworks. Oh, fireworks. Yeah. 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 You know. This is where you go for um, mainstream explosives. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, they just don't give a... F- like, my favorite thing was the meme that came out. Like I love, I love that Albu- like New Mexico. We have our own memes. Yeah, everybody gets it. Did you see the the firework meme? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. They're, it said, it said like, it said like uh, Albuquerque only allows fountains and yeah. sparklers. Yeah, and then it shows the sky exploding, and then the little girls yeah. doing that, and it Moriarty. says Moriarty. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that is fantastic, and like. Only if you're from here are you like, eh, yeah. eh, I get it. Yeah. We didn't buy a, a scrap of fireworks, <laughs> except the, the sky was exploding for four hours straight. Well, <laughs> the best thing is if you can get elevated and just see the South Valley. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Did, yeah. What did you do for the 4th of July, Thunder? Uh, we just uh, did fireworks there at my house. Did you um, shoot any? Did you go to Moriarty? Uh, I actually went to, I live in Berlin. Uh-huh. So I actually went to Peralta and oh, they okay. had some. Did you have to drive from Berlin to here? Yes. Oh, I feel terrible now. No, don't worry about it. It's nothing. Now, (laughs) is it Berlin or Berlin? Berlin. Because I used to know this guy in college, and he'd be like, I'm from Berlin. (laughs) (laughs) There was, like, no, like, syllable. Like, (laughs) he was like, Berlin. It's, like, just one syllable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Anthony, what was his last name? Anyway, they called him Mundo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, oh, I'll never forget that guy. He was was one of the characters in, in, in college whenever I went to college. He would he would he would just walk into your room and look in your fridge. He was like Kramer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you got any mayonnaise? <laughs> like, 
what? <laughs> How about some mustard? I'd be like, Anthony, what are you doing? Like, yeah, he, he would walk in and, and, and open the fridge, and you're like, Anthony, what are you doing? He'd be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Boleyn. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. Oh, speaking of New Mexico. Do you guys want to hear the crazy mm-hmm. headline from New Mexico that I saw today? Okay. Yes. And I read the story too. Okay. Um, <clears throat> New Mexico salon linked to HIV cases after offering vampire facials. This is again? Again this Again? Happened? I don't know. I had never seen Oh, you'd thing. never seen that story? No. That that person got... they, they got But I them. guess she went to trial. Oh. oh. And she pled guilty. And so oh, I was like, what the... F- oh. I thought, they, I thought she went to jail. This is a follow-up. She's in jail. Oh, yeah. But so this is from today. Like Dominic Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Two hours of hardcore presence. But, like, What how? happened to her? She... They were doing these blood blood facials. Yeah. And, and one of them had, you know, some people got HIV. Yeah, well, because oh, wow. I guess blood donors, not mm-hmm. only HIV, but hepatitis, yeah. like all kinds of stuff. Anyway, I had to look up what a vampire facial was, mm-hmm. and I was like... Not what you thought. Who the... Well, no, <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> oh. I was like, who, what in the American horror story are these people doing that they're like, you know what I'm going to do to look younger? Put blood on my face. Right. Well, I mean, people... I mean, think about this, though. In the history of, of your life, all the different commercials, like the woman would come on late night and she'd be all, Pearl Cream. Yeah. And she'd be all, Secret of the Orient. Remember this? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's Smile the deal. like, laugh. That's yeah, how she talked. Yeah. I was like, yes, just rub pearls on your yeah. skin and that will just <laughs> solve everything. You're like, mm-hmm. that doesn't oh, make any man. sense. Secret of the Orient. So I have to tell you guys, I've gone on a journey. You remember when I first started the podcast, I started getting wrinkles on my forehead mm-hmm. and I was like super freaked and out. We, like, and, and we'd have to step aside and be all... <laughs> Holly Ann, we've got to talk about the wrinkles in your Yeah, forehead. we have to really, yeah. we really got to get them under control. That's not a true story. That's not. No, no, no. If anything, these guys were like, we don't, don't notice your yeah. forehead. Anyway. We, we totally don't notice those crow's feet or any. No, no I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Your jowls. Um. <laughs> just, just wear glasses. That's what we do. It just, just hides everything. Why do you think I got glasses? No. Uh, I really like those, though. Oh, those are fantastic. Uh, but so, over the years, I have spent mm-hmm. so much money and hamster listens to podcasts all day while he brews beer like tendrick minimum like he listens to this one no Stir. <laughs> just kidding i hope he hears that uh no I'm he, just kidding. he totally listens i'm kidding uh but sometimes he does it because he's like you talk about stuff that you talk to me about uh, and so anyway i understand that yeah so it's like a rerun for him. yeah it's like a rerun he's, he's like all, i heard this i, I do that with i do that one. with my girlfriend she's like i know i listen to the show I yeah i know all about it. i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna tell hamster <laughs> oh. oh for the first few years that uh we were together he listened to our show every week and now he's like i can't do it anymore really yeah he was because Let's also start talking about him all the time i know he also wants me to feel free to oh. talk about him and not be worried mm. But, so, the other day, he sent me, well, uh, I guess a few weeks ago, he sent me a podcast. He was like, you need to listen to this. And it was, he likes to listen to science podcasts. And it was. Nerd. Yeah. It's a podcast called Ologies, if you like he like nerd stuff, He listened to a podcast listen. about what? It's called Ologies. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, they talked to a dermatologist. Oh, this sounds exciting. And so a few months ago, I saw... Tell us about pimples. A few months ago, I saw on TikTok, this lady uses Gold Bond hand cream on her face. And I was like, 
her skin looks really good though. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I went and tried it, and not what? Only, hold on, not only is it four ninety nine, it has the same active ingredients as my seventy dollar face cream. Oh, I believe that shit totally. Oh, yeah. So I listened to this ologies thing because I told. But see, how do you know that? Because when you go into Walgreens, you can't look at the back of the package because now Walgreens is a museum of products. Well, well, because I took it home and had to read it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like you walk in there and you're like, well, there's the deodorant I used to use. <laughs> how nice. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to hit the button and no one will ever show up. <laughs> right. And I'll never be able to Fuck buy an it. Fucking A. Sweet. Uh, oh, but anyway. See how angry they get when you didn't know there's a button. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, I went and found someone, and they were so mad at me. Why didn't you hit the button? Well, because you don't have any mustard. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Sorry. Uh, I swore up and down to Hamster that I looked better, and my skin felt better, and all this stuff, using stupid gold mm-hmm. bond cream. And this podcast totally, like, confirmed mm-hmm. that I should never, ever spend $70 on face cream ever again. Uh, I threw away probably four hundred dollars worth of face care. I don't think you had to throw it away. I you know. Finish I'm it right up. Here. The smiling's here. <laughs> I could have. Well, a lot of it was expired too. Oh, okay. Less, less is more sometimes. Yeah. So, so you're telling me I need to get some gold bond? Yeah. Hand cream. It's specifically the hand cream for uh, anti-aging and like anti-crepe. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah, so creeping. my face doesn't look like a. Uh, you're French a Jabba Joe's. All you <laughs> want to crepe, y'all? Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. I am anti-crepe. <laughs> no crepe for me. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's four ninety nine at Target, and it oh, works that amazing. Works. That I, works I want you to get the. I want you. I want you to get the minty one. The minty one that, that burns a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does it burn a little bit? No. The minty oh. one does. I, I okay. When I have to use Gold Bond, is when I'm in like somewhere that is. Uh, a lot of humidity, uh, and you have to, you know, you have to. You don't want some chafing, right? Right. And right. then you accidentally, you, or you go, and they don't have the regular; they have the minty, and you're like, oh, God, it's gonna burn a little." Oh yeah. You that, know what you gotta get, Chris, is this stuff called Loom, and it's what us ladies are using mm-hmm. to prevent chafing, and it does not burn. Okay. It's a little expensive, but it's this worth is it. when I go to like Houston or the you know, yeah, whatever. it's now, worth it. Here's the here's what's funny in my life. Um, growing up, I'm, I was the guy that was like, "Yeah, I'll get the the twelve in one. It's a uh, body wash, hair hair, you know, yeah. shampoo, <laughs> deodorant, all shave that. gel. And, yeah, it's them. everything. Right now, as I'm as I as I get older, weirdly, uh, like I've, I'm doing the opposite of what you normally would do. Now I'm like, I need the face scrub. I need the uh, yeah. special. I need the special shampoo. You're diversifying. I, yeah. How much of that is because of your girlfriend, though? No, I mean yes, yes some yeah but like i was already like in the process of doing that like if i showed you a picture like there was my 30th uh do you have a beard shampoo now i i do actually oh wow i have special oil for my beard that i haven't put in a couple days but like if i showed you a picture of the people like i i they had my 30th graduation uh 30th anniversary graduation whatever the fuck reunion and i showed that picture to my girlfriend and she was like these people went to school with you like I look definitely better than most, you know, and I mean, a lot of it's lotion, yeah, and moisturizing. Yeah, realizing you actually live in a desert. Yeah, yeah. you know. Hey, you really guys weird. look terrible. 
I, I seem to notice you guys are out during the day a lot, which <laughs> Smiley you doesn't really go out, should he, not He doesn't be. go out during the day very often. That's why you don't age. If there's... Yeah. Okay, I have it on my phone. Smiley's if 63 years old. No, if, I'm just kidding. Is that why you were uh, intrigued by the vampire facial? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all of this to say you don't need to pay a lady no. to put blood on your face. Don't do that. Well, uh, one time... If a UV rating's above five, I just don't leave the house. Yeah. So there was a... Time I was dating this one woman, and she was like, "I want to go do the fish. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Were they the pedicure? Yeah, fish pedicure. Oof. Do you know about that? Oh, is that I where they eat you? Yes. Yes. So you go like so. There was a place in town they did it, right? <laughs> These two lo- are <laughs> they love cannibalism. <laughs> I do not. So I go. And I don't think anything of it. I think it's kind of neat. Like, they come and eat the calluses off your feet. Yeah. And people fucking... I posted a video of it, and people went ballistic. They're like, are you crazy? <laughs> you you know what you could, what could happen to you? And I'm like, they're eating the the filthy calluses off my feet. Like, yeah. You can have smooth feet? Yeah. And that's all I... But people shit the bed, and I guess it's very controversial. Yeah. But I did it, and like people... Like, Do pe- they treat the fish ethically? I was, they, well, it's, not, it, it's, it's gone now. <laughs> so those fish are probably dead. But yeah, no, um, yeah, it was like one of those like spa type places. Yeah. And when I went, you got a drink that was an alcoholic drink, and then they put a paletta in the drink. Oh. So you sat out there drinking and eating the paletta while the fish ate the calluses <laughs> off your feet. That and sounds I was delightful. Like, like it's like, all right, guys, let me tell you something. Women know what's going on. These yeah. day spas. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Heck yeah. They're like, let's go soak, like in the middle of winter, let's go soak in a hot tub during the day to relax. Awesome. While drinking. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know? What Great. do you think we do? Yes. Like, my mom, fr- well, a lot of my mom friends don't drink. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other enchilada really? for a whole other day. But uh, when I do have girlfriends and we're like, we're going to go have a girl's day and relax, I yeah. always need a ride home. Well, because that's how you relax. So then, like you know, the other thing too is like, let's go to the hair salon and drink. And while they're doing our hair, we're going to drink a glass of wine. Men, I mean, it's starting to that happen. That is my now. favorite. It's starting to happen now, where you can go to a place. Like I remember the first time I went to a barber shop, and they're all, "You want a beer?" I'm like, "What? Absolutely. Uh, yes, mm. I do. Do I have to pay for it?" And they're like, "Well, we can't sell them, so I'll just give you one." Yeah, oh, nice. okay. Sounds fucking great. I mean, Thunder Deep. Man, I wish I had hair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I mean. Hey, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I assume that you have to do a lot of self care because you're pretty rough on your body. Do yeah. you oh, do yeah. you go to the spa? Um, I will do pedicures from time to time. Oh, um, I, like yeah. I mentioned in the first hour, I do the um, physical therapy. Yeah, yeah. the uh, lead ortho, I believe. Yeah. Ortho, okay. orthopedic th- therapy. Yeah, that actually helps out a lot. Um, I, I, okay, so that that leads me to a question. So, like these guys don't know, but I I know, like I saw you. Before and after, mm-hmm. so you were a high flyer. Mm-hmm. You were you would come out. You did a lot of like fluorescent green and black. Yes, and you you were like flying off the top. Wow! And then you blew your knee. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then it took a while for you to come back. And now you've had to. You don't. You're not a high flyer anymore. I'm not a high flyer. And you know what? I learned a lot going through the the progressions mm-hmm. through the years. You got to. Um, we call it. You got to make your bumps count. Yeah, you you're, you're, you got a bump card, right? Yeah. 
so the the least the more you can perform and add all the entertainment into it with a very few moves mm-hmm. the longer you can I think continue. every I think every old school wrestler manager would look at you and clap right now yeah. cuz like that like the textbook I believe wrestler of that mentality is like stone cold Steve Austin yeah like stone cold Steve Austin was stunning Steve Austin he had the long blonde hair he was like technically proficient he was like boom boom never like he won the TV title in like the Jim Crockett promotion WCW whatever you want to call it and then he got injured and they fired him wow and then he went to ECW and he cut some promos but but in that process his knees had like really fucking gone bad and you ever see Stone Cold he wears big yeah. fucking things so then Stone Cold comes into the WWE and he can't do all the moves he could right yeah. so he comes out and he has to like compensate and he has to be more like make your bumps count and it like he became the biggest fucking wrestler that has ever lived. Yeah, yeah. they sold more, and everybody's like, "Well, uh, no, they sold more Stone Cold Steve Austin merchandise than any other wrestler in the history of WWE." I'm sure they still do. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and then to to accentuate that point, he retired in like the 2000s, came back to WrestleMania the year before last, wrestled in a match. In his, he's in his fifties, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you watched it. Yeah. How amazing was it? Amazing. What was the craziest move Stone Cold Steve Austin did in that match? Pretty much he, nothing. He, he, he took <laughs> he took a suplex. Yeah. yeah. But like he comes Sometimes out. Less is more. He yeah he comes out, and the crowd goes seventy five fucking thousand people go ballistic. He walks over to the left. They go ballistic on the left. He walks over to the right. They go ballistic on the right. He starts walking down the ramp. Stops, turns around, goes back through the curtain, comes out on a four wheeler. <laughs> the whole place, the roof explodes off the place. Yeah. And then, while wrestling, he's drinking a beer. He took he took a suplex outside the ring, but put on as good a match as he did when he was in his prime, and probably made a million dollars. And I was like, this is what they all talk about. They're like, but I mean. He had that stone cold level that he'd, he'd yeah. achieved. I mean, to do I'll, that. I'll tell you a story of when I learned that less is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, me and Hobo Hank tried to get on a card at Real Grand High School back in the early 2000s. And we were watching um, Salvatore Sincere and Vladimir Koloff come out to wrestle, right? Okay. Um, Salvatore Sincere comes out and he has a boa and a whistle. Yeah. And he goes around for. Probably 10 minutes blowing the whistle, messing with the crowd, getting mm-hmm. them all heated up, getting them upset. Vladimir Koloff comes out. He's wearing a real grand jersey. Enter Sandman mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. out, right? They circle the ring. S- uh, Salvatore Sincere worked him up, worked the crowd up so much that I'm not kidding you. He goes to the corner. Vladimir ducks it. He hits the corner. He power slams him. One, two, three place went ballistic yeah wow one move one move and that's when i learned less is more yeah and i tell this story in the locker room to um some of the younger wrestlers oh yeah i see doing all this stuff that they think that that's going to get them over less is more yeah Yeah. work on your character people want to be entertained they don't want to to see this all this wrestling right because they don't like if you're doing move 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 they can't they can't absorb what you do i'm not a ufc fight yeah. Like, right. this is a completely well, different thing. And, and, and 
I hate to say Jim Cornette's right on a lot of things, but he is. When you get in the ring, the move needs to make sense. Yes. And it's all ring psychology. Now, if your move is the moonsault off the top rope and you're wrestling and it's a big match, you shouldn't be able to hit that easy. Yeah. Like, but you should take a beating and the crowd is like, oh my God. And then you struggle and you climb and, you know, you get to the top and you finally pull the move off to win. And, you know, and everybody's like, oh my God, I didn't think he was going to be able to do it. You know, it's like. The drama of it, the psychology yeah. of it. How many Rocky movies is there? Yeah, I mean, fucking, that's exactly yeah. what, what. I it mean, is. Yeah. including the Creed ones, right? Yeah, yeah. like and clawing from the bottom, making your way to the top. Right. People love. Uh, okay. Love people love a story. It. People, I think. people don't like. Come on, when you're up against the ropes. Number five, the one where he's fighting like out in the street against uh, Tommy the Duke Morrison. Yeah. But that part where Rocky gets knocked down, he's laying in the street, and uh, Mickey starts talking to him. And he's all. Get up, you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> Mickey loves you. Yeah. And he goes... <laughs> I'm just like... I'm like, oh my God, I could attack the world right now. Yep. You know, And it's that's what it is. It's that, yeah. And it's, you know, the when you're on the ground and you're getting a beating. And they, you know, like... I remember as a kid, I, I didn't understand it. But like when they have them in the sleeper hold and they like lift their arm and it like drops. Then they lift it for the second time and it drops... And then they go for the third and last time, and then it drops, and then they they stop, <laughs> and then they start lifting it, and the and it just you know the, you're like and then you know, you know and it's like that you know yeah. it's rocky it's rocky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remembered one of my questions uh-huh. that I have. So you work with Hobo Hank. Mm-hmm. You guys are a team. I mean, he doesn't have a job because he's homeless. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. This Saturday night we, we will right, be a right, team. Right. Yes. So do you? Do you guys uh, tag team a lot? They have, uh, I think. Yeah. In the past 25 years, we've tag team a lot. They've been tag team champions yeah, together. We've been yeah. tag team yeah. champions several times, but it's not always that. I'm, oh. I mean, um, he's a great singles wrestler. I'm right. a great singles wrestler. So, okay. But when we get he together, doesn't shower a lot. Yeah. Thunder yeah. showers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are differences. Yeah. It's hard. He has to be in the trunk while yeah. we're driving right. if yeah. I take him. Fair. Yeah. I, I had so. Are you guys friends? That was really what I was getting at. Are you guys friends? Uh, me and Hobo Hank have been friends my whole 25-year career. Wow. Yeah. When I started uh, wrestling, um, he was there my first night of practice. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He was telling me that when he was first started, he was like a fireman or something. The fireman, yeah. I was going <laughs> yes. to talk about that earlier yeah. uh, when you guys were talking about the tortillas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he was the fireman under a mask. I don't know if he wants me to talk about He, he talked about it. Yeah. He's already done it. But it was like so long ago that people so don't So one remember. time we went to this reservation and we were throwing corn tortillas at the crowd because we <laughs> oh. were both bad guys. And uh, the fireman's a bad, oh. typically a bad guy. Really? Yeah. And then oh. Thunder can, I mean, I can Why work. would a fireman be bad? I can work either both ways. No, oh. and then his fireman gimmick under the hood—it was, it was great. Like, his what do you prefer? Is good. Do you prefer to be a healer or a face? I I gotta tell you, I actually, as a wrestler, you prefer to be a heel. Yeah. it's easy, right? It's e- it's, it's fun. E- it's easy. It's fun, right? Yeah, it's fun. You till someone shoots you want. at your house, you can do whatever you want, right? Till someone burns your car. Uh, baby <laughs> face, good guy. You have to win the crowd over. Yeah. Right. If you can't win that crowd over. You're in for a long night. Yeah. You're in for a long night. I was watching... Okay, so I was watching Tales from the Territory about uh, Mid-South mm-hmm. a couple days ago. And Ted DiBiase, everyone knows, is the Million Dollar Man. Yeah. But when he was in Mid-South, he was always 
a good guy. Always. Like, he was known as, like, you know, he's a good guy. So he went to the promoter, and he's like, hey, I have, I have your next big heel. And they're like, who? And he's like, me. And they're like, oh, that's genius. So how they did it, and this is this will tell you less is more. So the Junkyard Dog was the big, him and the Junkyard Dog were, like, buddies. And Junkyard Dog was always, like, the big uh, face in Louisiana. So they, were tag, they would tag team, and, like, in, like, one of the matches, someone stomped on his hand. And he was like, oh, my hand, my hand. And he wore a cast and a glove. Well, the cast came off and he kept wearing the glove, right? So then he's, he's, uh, they did some kind of like tournament thing. And it just so happened that him and the junkyard dog like matched up. They had to wrestle. And, and so they came out and they were shaking hands and hugged before the match and they're wrestling. And then it gets near the end. And he gets thrown out of the ring, and Junkyard Dog slides out and, like, picks him up. And he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And he puts him back in the ring. And as he gets back in the ring, he reaches in his tights, and he puts something in his glove. And everybody saw it, and he, like, pops the Junkyard Dog, knocks him out, and pins him. Oh. And people almost fucking killed him. Oh, my like, they're God. Like, holy shit! You know? And he would, like, the promoter would be like, uh, they had to start picking him up. Like, he'd have to drop his car off. Yeah. And they'd pick him up because people would, like, slash his tire, smash out the windows, oh light gosh. it on fire. And it's, like, that's the one part about it that, like, I don't know about that. Yeah. And, you know, a funny story. You just made me remember yeah. this when I was a kid. My first belt that I ever made. Uh-huh. You know, because every wrestler oh, made yeah. themselves a belt. Yep. I cut out a pizza box, right? <laughs> yes. And it was the Ted DiBiosity belt. Oh, dude. Because a million-dollar belt. Because I had seen Ted DiBiosity. Mm-hmm. And he was a bad guy at the time. Oh, yeah. I seen him reach into his tights, put on some brass knuckles, yeah. and hit the one-man yeah. gang. Oh, and the one-man gang. And after that, I was, like, super intrigued with the oh. Ted DiBiosity, right? So I went and made a belt out of a pizza box. Oh. And, you know, all, all of us wrestlers, you can okay. ask anybody. You, they've yeah. all made their own little belts. So. That's so, so cute. So when we went to WrestleMania this year, they had uh, – uh, so, so WrestleMania was at SoFi. Mm-hmm. But they did the NXT – pay-per-view at uh crypto where the lakers play yeah and they built this uh temporary store for the weekend where i got my wrestlemania hat and you could go and it was this mega i mean it was big it was a big store like you could buy all this different merchandise and they had so much merchandise that was like geared towards la so when you walked in they had um, uh, a whole red carpet and then they had walls and then they had like all these LED screens and they'd made all these like movie posters out of the wrestlers. Like they took famous movies and added the wrestlers to them. And like you could see them as you walk through. So you get in the first glass case you see is the Undertaker's outfit from when he was probably like mm, three quarters, a third of the way through his career. Not the first one, but probably like the second, like they had it on a mannequin. So we went and took a picture. Then you see like Ric Flair, one of his robes, right? So then they had this whole area where they had a bunch of stuff. And they had the million-dollar belt. I was like, wow, what the fuck? There yeah. it is. They had, they had uh, Rey Mysterio's phantom outfit from when he fought Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a – yeah. That's <laughs> so, and, and so I'm constantly like, like, fuck, fuck. And then they had a bunch of the retired belts there. Then I turn a corner, and I nearly – lost it all they had andy kaufman's Ugh. full wrestling outfit and belt on a mannequin 
So wow. if you want to ask me who my favorite yeah. wrestler is, yeah, it's Andy Kaufman. Yeah, and for obvious reasons. Yeah, but how insane! Uh, I would die if I saw it in person. Well, so then <laughs> a couple weeks. Can I put it on? <laughs> a cu- well, so then a couple <laughs> weeks ago, we, you know, Fred and I from one of the owners uh, with me, we got to uh, do the panel for Jimmy the Mouth South Heart. Yeah. Who was Andy Kaufman's yes. manager? Absolutely. And we were like, you know, how? Tell us something from that. And he was just like, oh, Andy Kaufman was the greatest guy, man. He he came in and you know nobody got the business outside from out of the outside as much as he did, you know. The crazy thing about it, they, have you, do you watch the Tales from the Territory stuff? Yes, I, yeah. Did you watch that one? Yes, it was amazing. So here's how crazy it was. Like I knew he was a, you know, like back in my life. So many times I go, like people start talking about famous people, and I'm all, yeah, that guy got all this stuff from Gorgeous George. That guy got all this stuff from Gorgeous yeah. George, and that's who Andy would watch was Gorgeous George. Yeah. And they, after Andy died. They went into his house, Kinda. and they were uh, well. Yeah, I mean, they were allegedly. <laughs> they were allegedly, allegedly. They were cleaning out his office, and they found every single check mm. that Jerry Jarrett had paid him uncashed on his desk. He never cashed a single check from the wrestling mm. because he just didn't. He didn't need to get paid. He loved it. He was. He really yeah. loved it. And so I was like, "That's fantastic." Uh, Kurt Fletcher and I are up. Uh, obsessed with Andy Kaufman. We're pretty sure he's still alive. We think he lives here in New Mexico, just so you're aware. Um, But one of the things, so I remember when I first learned who Andy Kaufman was, I just studied him so hard because a lot of people were like, he wasn't talented. And um, I think Andy Kaufman is probably one of the most comedic geniuses in the world because he just with people that's all he did and he I think he was so genius because he just loved it so much whether it was wrestling or it was you know and I think with the wrestling thing I think it was the same thing he just loved fucking with people he did. no that's a, I mean he got it yeah and I think he just like really understood mm-hmm. people in a way that you have to understand people mm-hmm. if you're going to be in entertainment whether it's wrestling or it's comedy or yeah. whatever it is um, but my favorite thing about him was his friendship with uh, Bob Zamuda. Bob Zamuda, and if you've ever, re- I don't know if you've read Andy Kaufman the the no. book that uh, Bob Zamuda like wrote. I think he wrote it mm-hmm. or he like approved do, it at least. Do they talk about like Gorgeous George in that? Yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. he talks about everything. But my favorite thing is when he was on Taxi, he was so over it because he oh, never yeah. wanted to be famous. No. And he wanted it, to be a wrestling heel. Yeah, and and yeah. it turned into like a monster for him. Like he yeah. hated it, but he was in this contract, mm-hmm. and the, he figured out they figured out together the only way they could get out of the contract was if the studio let him go. So him and Bob Zmuda just worked on ma- it. Made this yeah. character that, by the way. Kurt and I were on tour one time, and the character, I can't remember his name right now, um, the really obnoxious guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, then he put out, like, Yeah, like, full, he like, put on makeup, and, and like, yeah. he would show up to the set and just fuck with everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Bob Zamuda would sometimes be that right. guy. Right. So they would always, because they always, oh, that's Andy. Yeah, and because they, they they had to prove yeah. that it wasn't Andy. Tony, whatever, yeah. Tony something. Yeah. But he, um, Bob Zamuda still does Tony. Right. And Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Yeah, there you go. And uh, we went to LA on tour and we missed it by 20 minutes because no. of traffic. And we were so upset because we are convinced that. Yeah. If Andy is still alive, he's doing Tony Clifton. Yeah, absolutely, because he loves fucking with people. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Andy Crawford is my favorite well, wrestler of all time. Th- the thing that's crazy about that, and I mean, I've probably talked about this in the show before, is Gorgeous George does not get enough credit, right, in the history of entertainment. So Andy Kaufman, yep, uh, did that from Gorgeous George. Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. watched Gorgeous George, and he was like, "Uh huh," and Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, if you watch the movie I'm Not There, gorgeous. Mm. there's a character in it that is Gorgeous George. He saw, Bob Dylan was, you know, Bob Dylan, I don't know, a lot of people know this, but Bob Dylan's a character. Yes. Like, he's he does a lot of, like, showman fake shit. Yeah. Well, do you know who Gorgeous George was? Yes. Okay. Do you know who he yes. was? Okay. But, like, for the audience out there, he was a wrestler that would, he would come to the ring in the 50s, and he was flamboyant, mm-hmm. and he would prance, yeah. and he would take out his bobby pins and he would throw them into the crowd very flamboyantly Mm -hmm. to where people were like you know that was very fucking taboo at the time right and everybody wanted to see him get beat and they would pay a lot of money to do it and then he would like get his ass kicked and then win at the end yeah sometimes cheating and it would fucking enrage people and they were like they'd come the next week because someone's gonna kick his ass you know and it was in so the funny thing is is i'm watching tales from the territory and Jake the Snake Roberts, like, they have Muhammad Ali there. And they're, he's wrestling, I can't remember who it was, probably Junkyard Dog. And they're like, at some point, um, you know, you're going to, you, you, some, someone's going to come in the ring to help Jake the Snake. And you're going to start kicking at, kicking Jay Whitey's ass. Muhammad Ali's going to jump up on the, on the uh, apron and punch both of you. And you're gonna, f- he's, you're, when he hits you, you're gonna fly through the air, you know? Well, Jake Snake Roberts is like, if I let him punch me and I fly through the air, it gets Muhammad Ali over. Mm. If he punches me and I come back and he has to punch me a second time, and then I come back and he has to punch me a third time, then I go down. I got something out of it. And he doesn't say anything and he does it. And. When he came back through the curtain, fucking Cowboy Bill Watts ripped his ass. He's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Da-da-da-da-da. And he's, like, sitting there, like, you know, he just got screamed at. And Muhammad Ali came up to him and put his hand on him. And he's like, shit, he's going to yell at me. Muhammad Ali goes, young man, you're going to go real far. Wow. And he got it. Yeah. He's like, I know what you did. Yeah. He's like, "You, you, you made your bones tonight. And I was like, oh, man. That's so cool, you know. I, th- I think you missed uh, yeah. another connection is Ric Flair. Ric Flair used that formula. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. Everybody hated him. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He didn't do a whole lot of moves on people. No. He just got his butt kicked the whole time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sold like heck for everybody. Yeah. And then at the end, mysteriously won. Yeah. Wow. And it, but then like, but then would come out and talk on the mic and made you believe. Man, this Rolex, guy ever. this yeah. Rolex is worth more than your house. <laughs> These shoes, and he would take them yeah, off, yeah. you know, like, and like, 
I've and always it, liked Ric Flair because <laughs> Ric Flair is amazing. I think yeah. he's yeah. hilarious. When he would do that stuff, like I, as a kid, I hated him, and then once I got it, I was like, "This guy's amazing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, "These shoes, these shoes, these are worth more than your car." And like, and then Dusty Rhodes would come out when Dusty Rhodes came out, and Ric Flair had on the cabbie hat. Mm-hmm. And Dusty Rhodes grabbed it and threw it in the crowd. <laughs> and Ric Flair went berserk. I was like, oh, my God. And that, that was the whole thing. The funny thing was is, like, Dusty Rhodes, like, in personal life, wore, like, furs and drove Cadillacs. Yeah. But then would never be seen with that near a, a wrestling arena. He was right. the, I'm poor and I'm just like you. And, you know, and that's mm-hmm. where it all, you know, I'm going to fight Ric Flair because he's, he's rich and he flies on Learjets. And, <laughs> and I'm yeah. a plumber's son. I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the thun of a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> and like and like when and when Cody comes out and he says he's the grandson of a plumber, it just doesn't yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm the thun of a plumber. I've dined with kings and queens, I've eaten pork and beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Dude Dusty Rhodes was another level. Another level. <laughs> another of level of entertainment. I mean, yeah. Just he had it factor. It factor. I can't talk about that much no. enough. That's like it if, factor. If he is honestly the epitome. Of it factor, because mm-hmm. mm. like if you look at like Hulk Hogan, you're like, I get it. I mean, he's a fucking muscled up, I think you know, Adonis. But Dusty Rhodes, there's no like fucking like you don't want to look like Dusty Rhodes. You don't. Right. <laughs> you don't. But like you love him. You're like, yeah. I didn't grow up saying I want to work out and look like Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think the different. I think Hulk Hogan never really had the it factor. Oh, he did. Well, I think he had a lot of PR people. That told him what to do. Uh, That's how I feel about it. You, I think you can have the PR people and then still not. I think he it. had a little, but he wasn't at the level of like Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair. And even Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan would say that too. Yeah. Like, I just think, because looking back, like you were saying, it's like he had all the toys and he had yeah. the boas and he had, he had a certain level, but then you see like Ric okay. Flair or Dusty Rhodes, mm-hmm. and it's like they have they had battles, the they had it, battles. It like factor. literally, if you if you want to go back, Clash of the Champions, Ric Flair versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, those are some of the finest finest wrestling matches you will ever watch in your entire life. Yeah, finest. But when Earthquake leveled Hulk Hogan and mm. crushed him, yes, and they did the whole vignette where it's like. I am a real man, <laughs> and they showed the locker with his with his necklace in it, oh, yeah. and then it slammed shut. Probably cried a little bit yeah, as a kid. That's I, I think true. that happened. I don't know. I just I will tell you what if if you if you can have millions and millions of people follow you mm-hmm. and yeah. love you to death with a skullet, mm-hmm. you have it. Uh, you're there you're is right. that too. You're you, right. You have it. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I so I had I had. A&E is doing all these biographies of, like, wrestlers. And I've watched a, a, some of the first season was, was fantastic. Second and third season, it's, like, hit or miss because some of them are newer. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to, you know. But I watched the one that was the biography of WrestleMania 1. Mm. And I was, like, going to put it on and have it in the background because I'm like, what do I not know about fucking WrestleMania mm. 1 as yeah. a fan? There was quite a bit. Mm. First of all, Hulk Hogan, awesome, like, he has the it factor. But you know what also helped Hulk Hogan? Fucking Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'll oh, tell you that yeah. much. And there was when wrestlers die and like people that I've like grown up watching die, it's sad. But when Rowdy Roddy Piper died, I watched that thing the WWE did. I've probably seen it a hundred times. And Rowdy Roddy Piper had the it factor. Yep. 
And you talk about a guy that didn't have a lot of tools. He was a brawling guy. And, and like, he came out of a territory that wasn't mega, like Portland. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, Roddy was just that dude. And I'm reading his biography now. And, man, he was just... He he helped it a lot. Yeah. He puts he put the good guy on the map. Oh my god! And it and it always takes a really good bad guy to put oh. the good guy on the map. You, and like on the mic, I mean, there's Roddy Roddy Piper. There's The Rock. I mean, there's very few people on that level. Yeah. And Roddy Piper, you don't you don't throw rocks at a guy with a machine gun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like he was just so good. Who am I calling fat? <laughs> like you know. When he when he hit Superfly Jimmy Snooker with the coconut yeah. on Piper's pit, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, oh, oh my god, you know, and he, yeah, and then I and then he was gone, and then he was in They Live, and I loved that, and then I remember when the NWO was just running roughshod over WCW, and everyone, I loved the NWO, but I was like, ah, man, they're just they're just too like powerful, they're destroying everybody. All of a sudden, his music hit, and I went. Oh shit! Yeah, Roddy Roddy Piper by himself can take on the NWO, and I felt that like yeah. that's how powerful these people are. And you want to you want to know something crazy about mm-hmm. wrestling, and it's like um, with the Undertaker and Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, we don't have talk you about ever heard, have you ever heard show? that uh, saying that uh, you're the hero long enough, you become the villain? the villain. Yeah. Well, in wrestling, you're the villain long enough. At become the, the hero. You become the hero. Oh. And we also don't mention the Undertaker on this program. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, no. <laughs> Do you want to hear my Undertaker story? Sure. So I was a little kid, and uh, I was a fan of uh, heels. And in uh, WCW, there was a, a tag team called the Skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Sid Vicious that. and Dangerous yeah. Danny Spivey. I thought they were the fucking cat's pajamas. In uh, Sid Vicious got injured i didn't realize it was in a, a scissor fight uh in a hotel with arn anderson where he got his lung punctured but whoa yeah and so he had to take some time off and they brought in a guy mean mark callus mm-hmm. and i was like uh, who the fuck's this guy whoa he looks fucking amazing so then they come to clovis where i lived in uh, wcw and i got to see uh cactus jack versus norman the lunatic I saw the, 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 the Freebirds versus the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, wow. Awesome. And then Ricky Yataki versus Mean Mark Callis. So I'm, and then Tommy Wildfire Rich was in there somewhere. And uh, I'm in the front row because my grandma always bought us front row seats. And I'm like, Mean Mark, give him the heart punch because that was his move. Yeah, yeah. Heart punch. And he did. And then later on in the night, I saw him and Tommy Wildfire Rich sitting up on top of the bleachers, you know, watching the show. So I climbed those bleachers, and I'm like, me, Mark, can I have your autograph? Because I thought skyscrapers are shit. Can I have your autograph? And he's like, he laughs. And he's like, sure, kid. Give me about five minutes. So I go stand down at the bottom of the bleachers, and then him and Tommy Wildfire Rich come out of the locker room, go get in a car, and drive away. Oh, wow. A couple months later, watching WWF, there he is, the fucking Undertaker. <sighs> The son of a bitch that wouldn't give me his fucking autograph. <laughs> that kind of stuff sticks. With it you, stuck though. with me, and I it hated does. the Undertaker's yeah. whole career. And I get it now. He's, he's a heel. He's not supposed to give autographs. That's yeah, a thing. Yeah. You know who I told that story to? I told it to Kane. 
Oh wow! <laughs> that was the funniest <laughs> shit. He's like, he's like, you gotta meet him now. You gotta tell him that story. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you he would give you an autograph now. Oh, he would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Also, Kane, one of the nicest people I ever met. So, are heels not allowed to like give autographs? Back in those days, no. Back oh. in those days, yeah. back in those like when I first started, mm-hmm. we called it. I call it the golden age of wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at the tail end of it, right? So nowadays, everybody's in the same locker room, right? Yeah. Whatever. But when they used I, to have the heel locker room. Yeah, they had, we used yeah. to have a baby locker room and a heel locker room. Mm-hmm. And used to have to be able to work. We call it work. Right. Um, I wouldn't know who my opponent was until right. I got there. Mm. And I wouldn't get to talk to him before talk to him before the match. You'd have wow. to go out there and work, right? Mm-hmm. So The good old days. <clears throat> the good old days. So now it's a it's a lot different. But before yeah. if you're a heel, you couldn't sign autographs, you couldn't talk to people. Wow. No. You couldn't, you sell, couldn't merchandise, sell merchandise now. You couldn't sell merchandise. Wow. You couldn't do anything. You just had to be yeah. that part. The heels usually got paid a little more because they couldn't sell merchandise. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then they had to deal with shit like where people throw something through their windshield and all that shit. Yeah. Like and the other thing too, um, like like especially like Cowboy Bob Orton and some of these promoters, the territory days. If you were a heel, uh, and you were seen with the person that like was your your enemy in public, they would they would fire you. Wow! And then the, crazy. the other thing too was is uh, if you were a wrestler, and you went to a bar and someone kicked your ass, you got fired. Yeah. Oh wow! You had to be able to fight for yeah. real, and, and and or not get into trouble, or not get into trouble. Well, because I mean, but people would come up and just keep it up. But people, but people would come up and just fight you. Good wow. example of that is Owen Hart and Bret Hart mm-hmm. were in a feud, right? Yeah, and it killed them to not be able to fly on a plane together, no. and not be able to talk to, get to each other. Brothers, right? They're brothers, right? Oh. So they couldn't do anything in public with each other. They <gasps> right. had to keep it just because it was a one of the greatest matches angle. of that of that. What was that? Was that WrestleMania? Yeah, the Hart brothers. Oh, that was such oh, a good was match. Amazing. Well, isn't that crazy? Like. That's but that's nuts. the old kayfabe days. Like you, you just couldn't do it. You know, they wouldn't. You know, I mean, it would be, it would kill the business. Right. And they would. They'd always say, "You got to protect the business. Got to protect the business." And it was so insane. One of the most insane protect the business things was when Ric Flair and like several, like a couple, like Ric Flair, a promoter, and like a couple of the wrestlers got in a plane crash, and it like killed the pilot, broke Ric Flair's back. Well, one of the wrestlers was a was a heel. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't supposed. He's not supposed to be on the plane with them. But he wore a mask. So when they asked him who he was, he said he was one of the promoters. Oh wow! In order to protect the business, and then he died. (gasps) But like they were like, oh my god! But they didn't know who he was because he wore a mask. Yeah. So they didn't know. They didn't know he was like. But if if like he would have said, I'm you know this person, it would have fucked all kinds of shit. But he died, like like knowing. Like wow. to protect the bit, like it's crazy, and, and like to, and to this day, all mm-hmm. lucha libres still live by that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they they yeah. all live with the mask. They yeah. they will not be seen without the mask. They will never. They won't go out there. Who they won't it, do anything uh, like that. Who was it? El Santo like buried him with the mask on. Yeah. Oh, he, like wow. he's like yeah, El Santo was a big one. I've heard like that's the thing that like really upset me is like finding out about like Neil Mascaris is like one of the worst human beings ever like people uh. say he was terrible mm-hmm. like I, who is it i think joe or hobo worked with him mm-hmm. and was like yeah he was fucking terrible yeah but like when he wrestled in the royal rumble he refused to be thrown out so he so like he jumped up on the top turnbuckle and jumped onto people outside the ring and eliminated himself so that oh. no one could eliminate him he was such a 
Wow. Prima Donna shithead. Speaking of Lucha Libre, yeah. have you seen um, the Chupacabra movie on Mm-mm. Netflix? No, no. If you don't have kids, yeah. you probably haven't. It is so cute, and it has a Lucha Libre in oh. it. Oh, oh, that's cool. Um, the storyline is pretty yeah. amazing. You guys should, because now you're talking about it, you guys should watch it. Because oh, wow. it's it's actually pretty good. It's very popular in my house right now. I'm trying to, I was like, where's my Lucha Libre mask at? <laughs> there's one over there, and there's one somewhere else. There's a local band that sells uh, Lucha Libre masks with their band name on it. And <laughs> some of them are like cloth, and some are leather. Like for real. Wow. Oh wow. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. And so I bought one. I was like, it was like forty bucks, and he got them. They're not the um, ones you buy at the flea market. Yeah. Like he literally is from Mexico, and he got one of the people that makes them for the wrestlers. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. Los Tomangueras, mm-hmm. the band. But um, yeah, yeah, man, it's great having you here, man. We I feel like we could keep going for like hours and hours, <laughs> but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like we're kind of at that's, the... That's how our wrestling shows always are. Oh, hey, yes. hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Gee, I don't know why hey, they would man. ever go forever. It's we intriguing. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just all the backstories it's and stuff. It's a cool it's world. Just, well, it's, it's and like everything... So what I really have learned in life is how much of like... It's all vaudeville. Yeah. It's all carny. It's all like, you know, whether it's, whether it's uh, wrestling. Mm-hmm. The movie industry, mm-hmm. the comedy industry, stand-up comedy is a yeah. lot of that. Podcasting, mm-hmm. it's all vaudeville. It's all work. Mm-hmm. It's all marks. It's all a work. It's all doing this. Yeah. It's all you know. And and to to peel back the curtain a little bit, it's making the audience believe what you want them to believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, people are always like, "You like pro wrestling?" I'm like. You do too. You just don't know it. You're watching. You're watching. You know what? You know what? You know who the promoters these days are? Publicists. Yep. People that are spinning stories and making you believe what you want to believe. That that there's people in Hollywood that are dating that probably really aren't. Yeah. You know what I mean? That happens a lot. Um. So, even in comedy, I'll tell you that I have had fake beef. Fake beef. So many stand-up comedians (laughs) locally. And a lot of times you have no idea if we actually get along or not. And you know what? We get booked more. Oh. It yeah. happens. That's right. Because you know why? Because you bring the people. You put the butts in the, in the seats. seats. Believers. I can't wait till I have a fake public relationship. That's what Here I we go. know <laughs> I will make it. Oh. <laughs> beef. Chris and I, to an extent, for a while had fake beef. We had fake beef. Yeah. Everybody be like, you're on the same show. You guys hate each other. Like, eh. we just kind of let it roll. Cool. We just let it roll. We, we yeah, we just talk to each other like friends or talk to each other. You know, <laughs> yeah. we don't. We don't. Uh, you know what? If you, if you and your friends don't bust each other's balls, you're not friends. You're really not friends. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably bullshit, and it's all fucking you know circumstantial. And uh, they'll stab you in the back, and you'll cry later on. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's how it goes. Go. Uh, so yeah, we're at the end of the show. I want to thank Thunder for being on. It was, thank it you was for having me. Awesome. It's an honor. Awesome. Honor. Sorry I called you Johnny Thunder. That's okay. I will not do that Saturday. That's okay. Great. <laughs> I will not do that this time. I promise. I thought I incorporated a new name. I was like, oh, I guess my name is Johnny Thunder now. <laughs> that's what we've. Uh, that's what I put on the website. Just kidding. Did you see that? I, you're on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've added some more people since then. Very cool. Uh, Saturday. July 15th, Duke City Championship Wrestling. Johnny Thunder. Or, God dang it. I did it on this show. Thunder. Thunder and Hobo Hank versus the evil, villainous 
Charlie 50, and Phoenix, they came out and attacked Hobo. Yeah. You saved him. Saved his life that night. I did. You I guys don't go know if we'd have a hobo at this yeah. point if I didn't come you know, out you there. Guys, and... You guys are gonna you guys are gonna fight for your lives Saturday night. It's gonna be a fight. And I mean singly, mm-hmm. uh singles matches, I believe me and Hobo have faced Phoenix and yeah. uh Charlie fifty seven. I mean times, so. I mean how do you feel it's gonna turn out? Uh with the New Mexico boys on top? All right. That's I hope I mean, so. That's we, the plan, right? I think I think Duke City Championship Wrestling is on the line at this one. Yeah. You know, it could I, end it all. Oh. I have a real question. <laughs> if you guys win, are you going to let Hobo Hank take a shower at your house? Mm. Like friends, Ooh, right? That's a, that's a that's a tough one, but mm. you know, I, I'll go on the record and I'll say I'll let, I'll let it happen. Okay. But he's got to carry us home, so I, I like yeah. that cuz you, you well, I think you should just do is spray him off like with a hose. <laughs> well, that's what we usually do like yeah. when we go out of town and you know, I got to spray So him many down. people were like we're like when he stuck his armpit in, in her face, I lost it. I lost it. That was so awesome. And I was like, <laughs> welcome to wrestling. <laughs> welcome I've to experienced wrestling. Armpit City. Uh, wow. Armpit City. Armpit City. Armpit City. Uh, Holly Ann, what you got going on? On uh, July 20th, I will be performing at Dry Heat Comedy for Royal Woods' 10-year anniversary. It'll be me, Royal Woods, Steph Darnell, and John Quayer hosting. You don't want to miss that one. I don't have any beef with those guys yet. Beef. Um, maybe Steph and I will oh. get in a fight. Um, just kidding. I could never. Uh, but that should be fun. Uh, please go to dryheat.com and get tickets for that now because I think that one is going to sell out. Yeah, I could. I thought you said, like, you called him old Steph Darnell because you said he's an old guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, dry heat comedy. You mean award 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 winning, winning dry heat. The comedy. the number one comedy venue in Albuquerque awarded. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um and the fly for that looks amazing too. It oh Royals fly oh my god if you look at the flyer oh, there's great, so yeah. many little things like there's a poster Easter eggs yeah in the door that says fuck penguins and that is an inside <laughs> joke between me and Royal that turned into kind of his brand so you're welcome Royal. Um, please don't start beef with Steph Dart. Have I'm you seen kidding. him? He is scary. No, he's a nice guy. I'm just kidding. He's the sweetest. He's sweetheart. my new. He's my new um, pod, uh, uh, comic book panel buddy. Yeah, he's great. He's super nerdy. He, he did, and like knowledgeable. He's the nerd. So I do like I do like the cool stuff, mm-hmm. like Starship Troopers, yeah. and he's like, oh man, I want to do the Power Rangers, and I'm like, yeah, because Yay. that's that's his star Starship. And he even troopers. wore. And he even wore. A Power Rangers color scheme. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, he's great. Nerd. I so. I love him. <laughs> so uh, yeah. anyway, that's that's. Oh, and check out my TikTok, Holly Bird okay. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't even talk about it, but Threads. We're on Threads. Oh shoot! Yeah, we'll we're talk about it real threads. quick. So Threads is the new. So oh, I don't even know what so this is. Do you know? Do you know? You guys know what it is? Oh? No. So do you know what Twitter is? Yes. So Twitter's kind of like struggling right now. They're like. Elon Musk is like, we're going to start charging for this, this, and this. So Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Facebook and, and, and Instagram fame, Meta, he's like, yeah, cool. We'll, we'll make our own Twitter and we'll call it Threads. And the first day they got 30 million people. Oh, wow. 30 yeah, million people. Tell them what happened. The, yes. Was so it I, so like I, I, I messaged Holly and I was like, how am I supposed to send you things on Threads? If you're not on there, and she goes, "What's Threads?" and she's like, "Is this a social media I don't know about?" and I'm like, "I'm yes. officially a mom." 
Um, no, so Chris and I, yeah. Chris loves to send me things about sharks. Yeah, because I'm afraid of sharks. I don't like and sharks. I think it's dolphin propaganda. It's the dolphins trying to make sharks look bad. I'm just going to type in shark attacks, and we'll see <laughs> how many days. We need to get Shark Boy on the show. This is Dude. big dolphin. <laughs> it's like big pharma, but worse. <laughs> Who would have thought Shark Boy would have ever got so big? Is there a guy called Big Shark Boy? Oh, yeah. He's a wrestler. And he even s- sued Shark Boy and Lava Girl when that movie oh, came out. Oh, is he from here? No. no. Oh, I wish. He did my the whole Stone Cold it. Steve Austin gimmick, and yeah. it was the best ever. That would probably be my son's favorite. Uh, is Nature Fighting Back? Exports, experts warn shark and gator attacks will increase Dolphins. seven hours ago. Dolphins. Seven hours ago. Dolphins made that happen. Two days ago, Get swarm of 50 out. sharks spotted after surfer attacked in New York. Oh, wow. Two days ago. Sharks. Yeah, but do they talk about what dolphins do to people? Uh, let them ride on their back and surf around. And uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure they, like, don't they, like, make, make them unconscious and then rape them? Yes. Uh, and sometimes they don't make I them don't, unconscious. That first. doesn't. Yeah, okay. That's not It's real. a true thing. How does the dolphin, how does the dolphin even get your pants off? With its beak? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Well, Chris, it's all about cannibalism. Mighty mm. fins. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Smiley, do you have anything else? Um, I am specifically not working right now. Lazy. Oh. He's on strike. He doesn't want to cross the picket line. Hey, you are yeah. working. You work at the Bird of Paradise. I work at the Bar- Bird of Paradise if you want to come by. Where they actually... I'm very entertaining. Where they actually have a thing set up that says... Like, what is, is it Topo Chico now? I have a whole section. There's a whole section that says, as drink, as seen, drink, uh, what, you tell them. As seen on 10 drink minimum, there's like, there's big starbursts. Uh, we've got we've got our previous sponsors, our current sponsors. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. And that's just a section where if you saw my show, our show. Do people come up and say anything about it? Um, or do they just stab you? No, I tell them there's a sign. They will ask <laughs> up. They'll, they'll be like, oh, where's that? Well, you were drinking on the show. I'm like, it's over there. There's a the whole section. Okay. Huh. 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 Uh, you guys can come out this Saturday and see me as the commissioner. Yeah. I have a. I have special announcements on the show. Just saying. That's a little, little Hof- tidbit. Hopefully you don't get interrupted. But uh, I'll beat them up. <sighs> I'll send it, Steph. I'm not saying up. it might happen. I'm not saying it might. Isn't that ridiculous? Come on. I have important things to say here. Uh, anyway, and I'm also the commentator, which I will try to say everybody's name correctly this time. Oh, thank you. Uh, there will be a little bit different format for this show. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. So, for people that are coming, we are formatting the wrestling for television. Oh. So, every match will either be a undercard and a main event. So that we can have every 30 minutes an undercard and a main event. So that... We put it out on on ProView Television for Albuquerque. You go to watch it, and you have you have uh, undercard, promo, main event. That's cool. Yep, because we are fucking professional. So, yeah, very cool. Uh-huh. Very cool. And uh, for Holly Ann, Thunder, and uh, Smiley, thank you guys for listening to Tendrick Minimum. And with that, we are Tendrick Minimum. Minimum. I am a real American. Fight for your life and...